2: Up, Roto grinders NFL Pick Sick Six Show Week number 12, the Thanksgiving show. Um, this one works a little bit differently. We're gonna go game by game with the Thanksgiving Day slate. Uh, typically we do like the Sunday slate, we pick out three main games. We'll talk about that after the Thanksgiving slate. Maybe producer Steve can get us a timestamp that'll help people out uh on uh on the YouTube that are watching us on YouTube and they want to listen to the replay. So the you know, if they would listen to this on a Friday night. They don't want to listen through all our, our Thanksgiving wow. nonsense. Is that, is that something possible? I think so. I hope so. Hopefully we can make that happen. Or you can just listen to this hear how good or bad our takes were on Friday and say, man, they really whiffed on that Josh Allen um, <laughs> one way or the other. We'll see what our Josh Allen takes are. Uh, as, as usual, we got, uh you know, Rich Rebar, sharp football analysis. We got John Dagle, four for four, bet spurts. Dagle, this is a, you know, this is a big day for you. A lot, a lot of shows, uh, the Thanksgiving week glad to squeeze us in uh happy to uh, have you come on we'll be talking movies later on in the show as well looking forward to that you guys watch the movie uh i guess we'll discuss that later we'll get a backload of that stuff right is that what we're doing yeah, john
3: yeah. yeah we we put it on the back burner that way we don't have to end on lawrence cager we can talk about someone else at the very end of the show okay. so uh we'll be talking you know just a quick few minutes review on the cooler and then steve producer steve won our contest because i was a donkey and late swapped off tony pollard and so steve won our contest and so he'll pick the next movie for everyone that'll give everyone a week to watch
2: there you go um yeah i'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think about the cooler i recommend it uh i i thought i was setting a precedent by being nice i'm curious if you guys liked it i hope you guys liked it. i mean come on it's a gambling movie you guys have to have liked it we'll see stay tuned
4: uh rich what's up how are things in your world it's good. We've, we're, we're packing a lot into these three days uh, of football, man. It feel, today felt like a Friday, like with like NFL news. It felt like Friday news, you know, like uh, Daryl Henderson society like good quarterback changes. It, it felt weird, man. It still doesn't feel like a Wednesday night. Mike White is somebody we might mention at some point throughout the show. Uh, Sam Darnold
2: is throwing footballs in this week. Uh... Uh,
4: Bryce Perkins not being on this Thanksgiving site is legitimately breaking my heart. do you want to i mean i i'm looking
2: forward to a bryce perkins take because oh yeah oh okay i mean that
3: uh that sunday slate is wild uh we went we went two three weeks without any values and now you could pay down you can make whatever the hell you want this sunday
2: i think dk heard my whining and probably a lot of people (laughs) whining about how tight the cap was like all right shut up we're gonna loosen it up a little bit the interesting thing is like the biggest total on the board for the main slate and again we'll talk about the main slate after thanksgiving 48 and a half the biggest total on the board it's
4: you know and there's some real stinkers denver and carolina 2022 nfl football man but the nfl is uh have you seen they've transitioned to selling the nfl this year as the games are close we don't care <laughs> if they're good uh it's like you know it's like when someone tells you hey man uh this movie's not good but you like the ending
3: <laughs> Th- this is what i was going to bring up to you dean is that uh i'm at a good friend's house chris g who uh, is a big best ball player on Underdog in particular, maxed out the BBM, has been on chip chasing before, yada, yada. But he watches Red Zone. Thus, I watched yes. Red Zone. I watched Red Zone this week. And let me tell you something, Dean. Uh, there were more sacks on Red Zone than touchdowns. I can I can go back and count them. Nothing happened on Red Zone whatsoever in my lone experience. So never again. Never, you're ever just, again.
2: You're just thinking about the, the, the rare time they jumped over to New England and the Jets. That was all... Uh, that was all sacks and interceptions and no touchdowns and uh, they had to the squeeze that game in. And did anybody else go on the rant about why the Jets like did not pump the ball out of bounds? We, I mean, has that conversation been had on a Wednesday night already? Because I have heard nobody complain about this, like just kicked the ball out of bounds. Is it so hard to kick the ball 37 yards and out and then we go to overtime? To be nobody. fair,
4: nobody wanted any more of that game to happen. That is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> they put us out of our misery. The ref was going to throw that flag on that, that, but maybe if he blocked in the back, he was like, oh
3: no, no, no. I'm, I'm out of here. That, There's no way. That I'm and doing this. It took <laughs> overtime for the Raiders to score 22 points. Like, let's get out of here. Just everyone shut down everything. Let's be done
2: with the day. I thought that game for sure was going to end in a tie because, like, the Raiders, none of those teams, was it Raiders and Denver? None yeah, of those teams deserve to win any more football games. The rest of uh, the season, we'll I'll tell coverage. you what.
4: Uh, Sunday, not, not like we said, we we're a forward-thinking show. I thought I was gonna be like the richest person in the world at like four <laughs> p.m. You know, Josh Allen had had tanked, and I didn't really have him. I was like, oh my goodness, I got so much of this Cowboys Vikings game. I got so much T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. Like this is gonna be amazing. And uh, no, oh,
3: no, I had uh, I had Jalen Hurts doubles <laughs> with. Tony Pollard and Cowboys defense on DraftKings. So I did very I had my best week of the year on DraftKings, but FanDuel, I don't know. I explained in a video on the 44 YouTube, I swapped <laughs> off to Dalvin Cook. I don't, I, I genuinely, I don't think I questioned myself what I was doing. I didn't, didn't comprehend that Tony Pollard would be 3% rostered, especially on FanDuel, where you have to pay up for him. So it was the better spot for leverage. And I got off of him for some reason. So didn't do well on FanDuel. My fault. My fault totally. That's a good segue, by the way. Well, we're
2: not talking about that game first, but Tony Pollard on FanDuel on a three-game Thanksgiving slate. They're doing it right. Not, he's not going to be played. I mean, whatever. It's hard to hide in a three-gamer. But, like, no optimal is giving you Tony Pollard. DK, different conversation. Very first game on this slate, as always, Detroit. They host uh, the game on Thanksgiving. 54.5 is the total. It's a big boy number. Buffalo, 32 is their team total. That's a huge number as well. Back in the Dome, Detroit flying back and forth and back and forth, and they're back in Detroit. They're 10-point favorites here. Uh, Rich, I will start with you. Um, you know, If you want to go with uh, Buffalo, by all means, go for it or talk about Detroit. As is always, we always seem to talk about Detroit.
4: Yeah, they always find their way to the show. But, I mean, to me, this is interesting from like a, a, a game stance because obviously the Bills are like the, the prime team of the slate, right? Remember last year, they were the hammer. They played at it, and they played the late game against the mm-hmm. Saints. Now they play the early game. So we're going to get, a, like, a huge card revealed right away. Whether, like, you know what Josh Allen did in that game, if you do not play Josh Allen or if you did play Josh Allen, if he dropped the, like, 35-point hammer. Because you look at this quarterback, like, there aren't a lot of guys that can get to where Josh Se- Josh Allen ceiling goes. Uh, and then you also know, too, like, all your leverage plays, right? Like, did you play – uh, you know, your one-offs. Did you play a Cleef Raymond? Did he score a touchdown? Uh, I doubt you played any lines tight ends, but like say like DeAndre Swift, right? Like DeAndre Swift might be your wild card. Did he hit? Because typically like I want to play my low percentage guys early. So I get that card turned over. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so we're going to have a bunch of things. The chalk's going to be revealed because the most popular plays are going to be Diggs and Allen. Uh, and we're going to get those kind of turned over. And then some of the reveals of like the leverage plays like Dawson Knox, uh DeAndre Swift, guys like no, James Cook, but I think is gonna get steamed a little bit and be popular just for the salary. But uh we're gonna get those things revealed early on because remember you want to keep swapping all day on this slate. You want to swap after the first game, you want to swap after the second game because you want to always be calibrating on the slate. I you, want
3: I is, want to be done or swap. That's it. And Josh <laughs> Allen Josh Allen allows me being underweight <laughs> on him allows me to be done or swap. And so that's the <laughs> way I lean strictly for strategy purposes. I'm taking a nap Dean on Thursday, or we're staying up with alcohol and saying, okay, this slate is mine now. That's the way I'm handling it. Just
2: elaborate on that for a second, Rich, because you don't want really to talk about this very often, but that's how, what's so, so different. Three uh, Island games back to back to back. Um, and like you talk about if your wild card Swift hits and how you adjust accordingly. And like, it may seem obvious to us, but some people may not understand. Like if you if if you have Swift, who's going to be under owned to some degree because you know he's just not playing a ton. If he somehow finds, you could I just
4: used him as a hypothetical.
5: Uh, yeah, hes it a good
2: uh, person to use because he's probably not going to be heavily owned. And then you shouldn't have like things too far off the reservation. After that, right? Uh, if he hits now, just mm-hmm. have everybody come play catch up and catch your Swift, and you have the rest, of, and you have chalk the rest of the way. Feel free to
5: elaborate because you're well. You, know, you you
4: basically laid it out because you're already unique, right? Like so, you can play more popular plays uh, because you've already gained on the field by playing an own player that that popped. So that's really just really all it is. And then inversely, like you know, if you you know what you, if if like DeAndre Swift sort of busts, then I might need to take another swing uh somewhere else <laughs> uh, like, on like a Giants play. receiver or something <laughs> right you know I might be able to play like Isaiah Hodgins or uh someone else <laughs> and hopefully run into some stuff and be creative that way but yeah that's basically it as uh you want to kind of you, you know if you have like a like you, if you're wild card guys like Nelson Aguilar and you go into 830 like needing that to happen like you're you're against the wall right like he, he has to hit or you can't adjust your lineup after that. So that's really kind of what it is. You don't want to play some of these one-off guys. And it's the most uh, highest game total of the of the day is the first game. So you can take kind of similar swings. Like I said, on like the, the Raymond's a DJ shark or Deandre's a lot of the lions outside of on Ross a Brown. Uh, and,
3: <laughs> and as Reeves mentioned earlier, he said, Josh Allen was the hammer, and that's true, but Josh Allen on slots were the hammer because you could late swap. Zach Moss was healthy scratch, remember, for that night game. And so Matt Matt, Matt Breida with Josh Allen as the receiving back was the play. Um, I won a couple tournaments last year with that and Deshaun Jackson, as we talked about in the Thursday slate, because of waiting for that late swap. So that's the way I've kind of come come into this game as well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Devontae Parker's questionable here. Uh, we have a couple Giants players that are questionable, so it's almost just beneficial to suck it up and lose or late swap this thing to the very death. Um, Thirty-two team total on Buffalo, much like
2: different than everybody else here, John. I, and you know, I, I thought about this one back and forth and how NFL players, you know, they they have their routine. Uh, the Bills had their routine completely thrown off last week, yeah. where they were on the tarmac waiting to go to Detroit to play the neutral site game versus Cleveland. They decided to come back after that game for a couple days. Now they're going back to Detroit to actually play the lions, you know, playing on Thursdays, goofy, all these, uh, all these air miles is goofy. Uh, Josh Allen has this elbow and he, he's made some questionable throws by his standards. Uh, is that a small sample thing? Are we worried about that? I mean, of course you're still going to play Josh Allen, but like maybe it's a, it's bothering him to some degree. We're not privy to medicals, but, it's just interesting and noteworthy on a three gamer. Uh, and I feel like it's like, it's one of those things like you don't know. I, I assume it's not ideal to be flying back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But also, Buffalo's in the dome and they're facing the Detroit Lions. So, I mean, you could probably wake these players up at like four o'clock in the morning and say, All right, good. Uh, you know, Josh, go get digs, and we're playing against the Lions. Let's go. And they're good to I, go. It's like a 40 minute flight, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, and I'm sure they have like, they have legroom, It's not like Southwest are flying on <laughs> Frontier. They're out of the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a little bit, I, I don't, maybe I'm making too much of it. And I'm just trying to think of a way. And again, I'm still going to play plenty of bills, but yeah. Um, what, what is, what, what should we say? Because well, you're talking about it, John, it sounds like you don't want to play uh, Allen. He's 40% pro- projected own on Fandle. This is at a six quarterbacks, obviously 42% projected own on DK. Going to be the most popular quarterback, no surprise. How are you handling Allen and just this game in general?
3: Even on a short slate, I just can't suck up a 40% rostered quarterback. Uh, Not only the highest rostered quarterback, definitely in this slate, I think he's going to be the highest rostered player at quarterback. And no one can tell me he's not going to fail because we now have him outside the top 10 quarterbacks in two of his last four games. The other two games, of course, he did reach his ceiling, the top three quarterback. So just recently as last week, he was the QB 18 overall. So again, you can't tell me he's not going to fail. Of course, there's a position where he fails. The, the metrics, the matchup, of course, it sets up well. But then also we have this little thing we're watching out for where last week in the first half, he completed 56% of his passes and then... The Bills came out of halftime, were leading only thirteen to ten, and they schemed nineteen running back carries to twelve dropbacks across their last two quarters. Uh, maybe that was because of Josh Allen's injury. Maybe that's because to take it out of his hand, since he has made a lot of poor decisions these last three games: uh, four interceptions, three fumbles in that time as well, a couple overthrows in the first half against the Browns. So, so like you, I'm trying to paint the narrative, and generally, it just comes down to strategy for me and i just don't want to play like we talked about last week how i said we can't play 30 percent cd land there's just no way um i don't think i can play 40 josh allen there's just no way i mean i'm gonna play some 40 josh allen R- Richie. okay he,
2: yeah I, I don't know if i'm going i'm not gonna be 100 obviously I'm i not- hurt
3: when <laughs> i say it if you can't tell Dean i'm just like <laughs> no, I i'm get ready
2: it. i'm ready for the worst i know but you're right like if, if it somehow works in your favor you're so far ahead um you know, are, are you? Playing? I mean,
4: this ain't this ain't Devin Singletary from last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially I, because we talked talk about he's at a position with only five other players on the slate. So, and and we're gonna walk through this. And again, we led the show off by saying like, listen, the NFL's been bad this year, and these other games could be bad. There's a lot of elements like where these other two games could end up being really bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's maybe like Dak can get with the ceiling. You need more of a floor performance. But the way if you're gonna play Josh Allen at forty percent is just, just get unique with it, right? Like, if you're just going in and you're going to make uh, a bunch of lineups with Josh Allen and just run it back with Stephon Diggs, like, that ain't going to work. There's going to be a lot of people doing that. So you're going to have to get more unique, whether you run doubles, uh, who you bring it back with. You're just going to get more unique with your, uh, you know, your construction around Josh Allen uh, and, and look to go that. Like, you're just not going to pop Josh Allen and optimal or just run back his pop, most popular receiver. What path are you most likely to take with
2: Allen? Are you most likely to roster him and – if you are, you know, gonna make him playing him with yeah. Jake or running back with Amon Ra, whatever, how do you adjust your line? Is there somebody else in another team that you're identifying or you're not doing that because that's too chalky? You're gonna play Gabe Davis and his high variance and hopefully he catch like a sixty six yard pass uh, touchdown. That's something you can do as well. Um, have you settled on that? Or you're still kind of figuring
4: it out. No, no, I am mean, to count on you guys, uh, but uh, to walk me through. I'm going to make all my lineups tonight. I haven't uh, made any yet. I just I did a show with Holker earlier, and uh, we just did like kind of like the DraftKings angle, the DraftKings pricing, and it looks a lot looser than FanDuel uh, this week. It looks a lot more easier to, to, to get creative over there than it necessarily is on FanDuel. So I need you guys to help me because uh, I like I said I play more uh, over on FanDuel. So I need you guys to help me get creative and make some Josh Allen lineups. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Detroit offers so many ways for them to get there. One, they're just, like, a really bad pass defense, like, in general. And their best pass defender is out, out for this game, Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, the 29th in passing points allowed per game to opposing quarterbacks. They're dead last in yards per pass attempt. They're dead last in yards per completion on the quarterbacks. Uh, Then the rushing element, right? Like we talked about this with with Daniel Jones. We were on Daniel Jones last week. I mean, look at the rushing lines they've given up to quarterbacks. You know, Jalen Hurts, 90 and a touchdown. Carson Wentz had 23 rushing yards. Geno, 49 and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, 40 yards. Justin Fields, 147 and two. Daniel Jones, 50 and a touchdown last week. There's just a lot of ways for Josh Allen to get there. I mean, there's a way Josh Allen can get there. Naked Josh Allen works. You know, he's that kind of player. Uh, so it is a very creative kind of uh, layout here to try to figure out what you want to do because it's the most popular player. Like, he's going to be the most rostered player in all large field tournaments. There's just no way around it, Uh, absolutely. So you just got to get a little more creative into what you're going to build around him. It would be interesting to see if, like, uh, you know, he does get there without any of the other guys. Like, he has a couple rushing touchdowns. Maybe we pepper in, like, an oddball rushing touchdown. Or, like, two weeks ago, Isaiah McKenzie had a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you get some weird stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it, it is interesting because the Lions defense is that bad. I mean, games in Detroit are averaging 62 combined points per game. it's the highest in the NFL. They are, the Lions themselves are punching back. I mean, everyone's talked about their home runs. So to me, like, they've had enough good road games now. Or we can just say, like, when they're healthy, they're capable of scoring. It's fine. And this Bills defense has had so many injuries now to this point. We've seen they've gotten leaky. Like they've, they're giving up production. They've been giving up wide receiver production for like five weeks straight now, uh, where they're allowing multiple receivers to get there because they force you to throw inherently because they press the scoreboard. And they're still pretty good against the run, but this this back end of the defense had so much turnover and they started so many different cornerbacks and safeties this year that they are giving up passing production. Uh, so you know, if you if you want to get cute and you want to build inversely, like. Man, what if you just take – what if Jared Goff's your flyer, right? Like he's your wild card, and Jared Goff team's got the hard start because they've allowed 300 passing yards to guys like Jacoby Brissett and Kenny Pickett. They've allowed over 300 passing yards in four of their past six games. There's a, there's a, a, a lot of ways to get here early. This is the game, though.
3: And And if you play like the Lions passing game – it's great because you know, then you don't play Jamal Williams or vice versa. Like uh, Jamal Williams, as we know, six <laughs> touchdowns in his last four games. He's averaging 17 and a half touches in that span. But also, Jamal Williams hasn't been targeted in three consecutive games. So you're never correlating Jamal Williams with Jared Goff or the team's passing game. So you can still stack the bills and then say, okay, they score via Jamal Williams or score via the passing game because it's never, they never intertwine like that.
2: I just thought I thought it was interesting. I ran I just ran some optimals on Fanduel specifically, Rich, and um, you know I didn't put any correlation rules in there, David, To be clear, which is of note mm-hmm. because no correlation rules. Uh, the the Buffalo receivers, Isaiah McKenzie, who put up a big old zero last week, but he's cheap. Eighteen percent of optimals, Diggs, thirteen yeah. percent of optimals, Davis, one percent. So it's just interesting that you know uh, obviously Allen's going to be crazy popular, but. Math-wise, at least according – you know, obviously you're going to put rules in. Most people are going to play – they're going to pair somebody with Allen. It's just right. a note that the receivers are not popping
4: individually. Uh, well, Diggs is really expensive. So Allen yeah. plus Diggs is a lot. I mean, I think what we're That's, seeing it, the most common build I think we'll see is people kind of punting RB2 on both sides. Uh Because, you know, it's not a great running back slate. Like when you look at this, like, running back slate, we've got guys that – are good like pollard's been hot dalvin cook we know can get there saquon can get there but they're expensive and none of them have like ultra high like ceilings unless you really believe pollard's gonna have 100 receiving yards again and, and the two longest receiving touchdowns for a <laughs> running back of the season uh but you even saquon you look at you pull up his like game log and like look at like his his final point scores like he's he's getting there like in the high teens low 20s like for a player that's that expensive on on both sites like He's not going to bury you if he gets there, right? But like Allen has the potential to bury you. Like if he has 35. Like because if none of these quarterbacks can sniff 20, which, you know, definitely some of these guys still can, but if that does happen, then like you're kind of just S.O.L because that's in the the meta of DFS this whole year whether you're playing short slate or bigs, like these quarterbacks have been the difference makers. Like you know in, in lineup construction, like paying down a quarterback has not worked like this year, really at all. Uh, Jeff King's gave us a couple free weeks of Justin Fields there, but everyone played him. John, I'm curious That's- if you're not playing Allen, uh, what pieces
2: are you playing on Buffalo? Are you being, are you going to play Singletary? who's going to be popular uh, to, to Rich's point. I think he's going to get a ton of ownership on Fandle just because of salary reasons. Uh, 25% projected. Own. Okay. We have Stevenson is the highest guy for what it's worth uh, on Fandle at 42%. Barkley, 35 cook, 28 Pollard 25 Singletary at 24. But uh, John, I assume you're playing some pieces in this Buffalo offense, even if you're not necessarily attaching them to Josh Allen.
3: Yeah. They have a 32 point team total, which is five more points higher than the Cowboys. The second highest <laughs> on the slate. So whether I believe it or not, and, and I can't, I can't paint ways this game goes under and the lions cover, but at the same time, like, we're not fading in a three-game slate, the Bills all together. So I would basically just try to soak up the rushing touchdowns with Devin Singletary, who, especially on DraftKings, just continues to be overlooked 5,700 in this slate uh, against the Lions, or if they want to take with a lead the pressure off Josh Allen, just like they did the Browns last week, they can certainly do so. So yeah, I would lean Singletary for sure. Um, it's just interesting too, though, because you can like one-off Gabe Davis as well. Uh, you know, Gabe Davis has been over 16 fantasy points in four games. He's been under eight in another four games. So he's boomer bust, but boomer bust is perfect for this slate. Uh, So I don't mind squeezing him in. He's only 5,300 on DraftKings as well, compared to 7,200 on FanDuel. And then for uh the Lions, uh nope, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead, Dean.
2: <laughs> just, knowing the, just knowing the Lions. I was thinking like the, the richest point, he was talking about playing golf and you know, huge salary saver. Like, play golf with Amon Ra and run it back
4: with Diggs if you want to run it back with Diggs. Diggs and Singletary if you want to do that. Yeah, you can play a lot of those guys. I mean, you can you can also do what Daigle said is you can also play golf either without Swift or with Swift, right? Because Swift is a like your one-off and you can play him in the passing game correlation where there's no passing game correlation with Jamal Williams. You can just fade that the Lions have no rushing touchdowns. And if they do have one that's not from Jamal Williams, it's probably from Swift who has – he scored in five of the seven games that he's played. I mean, the dude, like, we have no idea where the, his touches are going to go. We know they're not going to go high. But, you know, if you get a couple touchdowns on this slate, like, it it could be a difference maker. Uh, and, you know, you can play him with golf and save a lot of money. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to – I'm going to play. I'm going to have lineups with every quarterback. But, yeah. So, like, you know, that, that's the way I think I want to play it is with golf. And then getting some of the bills expensive pieces. Obviously, you're going to run the Sun God, or you know maybe a guy like Raymond, and then maybe Swift, and you play against Jamal Williams. Because, listen, Jamal Williams, I'm ready for him to. He's been burying me all year. Might <laughs> as well make it, let him bury me on the holidays too. Because he's just an archetype of player that I don't really ever want to play when he's going to be popular or even have mild ownership. Uh, and you've got many Jamal Williams on the slate as well, and Ezekiel Elliott.
3: Um, as we talked about last week, too, after the bye, the Bills had allowed over six yards per carry. They were getting burnt on the ground as well. They have the same players, Greg Rousseau, list goes on, of injuries that would allow them to maybe leak some production in the running game. Uh, they did stuff Nick Chubb last week for 14, 19 yards on 14 carries, but maybe that was just an anomaly compared to what they did the three games prior. Also, I remember well, what I was going to say. Well, it's big runs.
4: Uh, that's the thing. What that, so their yeah. run D is actually still really good, and they're, they're they're getting they're number one in the NFL in yards allowed before contact the fewest yards before contact, but they've had a few runs where they just don't tackle and guys get out for huge gains and that didn't happen with Chubb last week and you look at a guy like Jamal Williams among 32 running backs to 100 carries he's 26 in yards after contact so like to me like if they're if they do give up a big run it's probably going to be either Swift or Justin Jackson who's still playing a little bit too. True. Sure. <laughs>
3: uh, well, what? I was going to say is what I also like about the slate is that they made Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen so expensive and rightfully so that, you know, those lineups won't have Saquon Barkley. So honestly, like if Allen and Diggs fail, those stacks, which are going to be everywhere, uh, even 20, 21 points from Barkley is probably good enough to win the slate because, you know, those teams aren't spinning up for Barkley. And so that's why I find well, the Giants game. We're going to talk a lot about it, but like I almost just want to suck it up and play Barkley just to be unique elsewhere
2: a couple things uh rich you said that you're playing every quarterback i mean every quarterback in this game or every quarterback in the slate you're getting some a stack. i'm at a stack stack how many lineups you making it mac jones makes one (laughs) Uh, hold Hold on hold on uh
3: i i I like mac jones over jared goff we're not there yet but uh okay i'm getting ready i'm getting ready to suck it up with mac jones on thanksgiving oh baby Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this <laughs> Mac Jones, who hasn't thrown more than one touchdown in the game. Here I am to sell it to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dean, imagine
4: not having a player in this slate. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, not, not going to be me.
3: Mac well, like,
2: Yeah, Somebody scores a touchdown that you don't have, like the first, like if you don't have any uh, uh, Raymond, whatever. Jesper right? Horstead.
4: Remember when Jesper Horstead oh, scored that oh, touchdown?
2: It's just like this uh, Thanksgiving's ruined. That's it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. I, I can't
3: come back to this. Uh, just for Horsted. that's an analogy for lawrence cager like that's where we're at right now <laughs> this late swift they've been
2: babying so much and it's a short week for him like is there concern that he gets even less uh rich here as far I as i think some
4: of the other guys you might be more concerned about he's not he, like because he's probably not going to max out on touches anyways like he can't get less he can't have his workload reduced like Uh, like there's nowhere for it to go really like he just have to be inactive uh but some other guys like i think like like right away like the one guy that pops me we're not at that game that like i could see getting a lot less carries than people think is Ramondre for sure like i could definitely see that be more of a rushing split this week uh, on the short week and he he he's been running well anyways where we see more of a rushing split there too but then there's a way to play that because you have the receiving angle but Yeah. I, to me, the Swift is one of the guys that stands out because in my head and I could be galaxy brain this, but like, I feel like people are looking at this slate from a top down stance and just the receiver plays are a lot better than the running back plays. And there's a way that like, if you have multiple receivers that get there with big crooked numbers, it's going to be hard to make up. So I think if anyone pays up for a running back, they're not going to pay up for two probably. So maybe there's a way you get unique as you pay up for kind of two of these running backs, but a lot of people are going to be giving away that running back two spot. So I mean, I would much rather play DeAndre Swift than a guy like James Cook, right, who's probably going to have a similar touch count as, like, a floor, probably not going to catch any passes, like, really any, uh, has to score a touchdown. Like, and he might be as popular, right, like, in terms of of ownership because he's a little bit cheaper. Yeah. um, Cook will probably be a mop-up guy, I presume, if this game gets out of hands. You're talking maybe, what, like a 5% difference in ownership between – James Cook and DeAndre Swift. Uh, I mean, the price is obviously going to be different, but um, yeah, let, let's, well,
2: let me say I, right
3: I mean, th- those 11 touches definitely impact Cook's ownership for sure. He kind of got it at the perfect time for a short oh, slate yeah. for us to like be off of it.
2: Why well, stack the Cooks. How about that for a narrative? Oh, one? there you go. <laughs> uh, James Cook, we have him. This is DK for what it's worth. 4.4 K on DK. We have 10.5% ownership. And you're asking about Swift 12. And it's way
4: too much. You're talking about a guy. It's way too much. Yeah, te- a double-digit ownership for a guy who might, like, who's going to probably top out at, like, 30% of the backfield share.
3: Devin's, Devin's, Devin's single play? series still had 20 touches last week. We have Cook Cook well ahead of Brita,
2: for what it's worth. Brita 4-3, Cook 4-4. I also had a theory about that. Like, you talked about, you know, the short week. I think the Giants pulled Barkley off early last week like because they were chasing and they were down by like maybe two and a half scores, you know, two, and a half, two plus touchdowns. They got murdered, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was all Brita at the end, I believe. And I
4: feel like he scored they, a touchdown
2: if he too. if he wasn't playing Thursday, maybe they would have let Barkley go at least like another series. Um, maybe they were anticipating the Thursday slate. I don't know. But just uh, if, if you like uh, do you prefer, a – yeah. Just a thought. Like, I don't know. It just that makes sense to me in my head. But – I have no, I have no, it, it's
3: just, you know, we're about to get to that game, but uh, gosh, I, I just want to, I feel like I want to be overweight on Barkley for actually not a good reason. <laughs> it's just, just, just for tournament reasons, because I know everyone's going to pet play Josh sounds to Diggs, Diggs And I, trust me, I've tried it. I know you can't afford Saquon Barkley when you do that. So it's like, okay, well maybe I just play Saquon Barkley to be different. That's where I'm at right now. My, yeah, my, my
4: problem we're not there at that game though but my issue with Barkley is at 8-8 and 8k like he hasn't had the ceiling for that type of salary where I'm scared if he, if he gets there like uh, trust he just doesn't know. scare me also the yeah. office of <laughs> mine is all beat
2: up in Dallas yeah. just oh everybody. like
3: they're um, they're on they're on 7-11 workers like they're they, on nobodies right now on that line
2: yeah I that, that's that's kind of my issue with that that doesn't mean he can't get loose but I, I mean, again, this is the I
3: feel like I know what's going to happen, in Take, which is well, you know, not always no, the right way to go. But no, know. no Christian Darasol like and Dalvin Cook still averaged six and a half yards per carry. They just they just got blown the hell out so they couldn't run the ball more. But like the, the Cowboys defense is still very successful on the ground again. This is not me trying to sell you a bad play. I'm just telling you what I'm probably gonna do, just to suck <laughs> it up and take a nap, like because I I think that's the best strategy here for Saquon Barkley.
4: Rich, are you making enough lineups? Uh, you're getting all the quarterbacks. You're getting all the tight ends, like Brock Wright. No, 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 I'm <laughs> not gonna max. That. No, no, no. I, I was you know tongue in cheek saying all on every player, but like, <laughs> uh, but the I will build a stack for every quarterback though for sure. Yeah, like yeah, I mean because it's like I said it's covering six. I'll get a couple more. There'll be some more unique lineups in there too. But yeah, I mean I usually typically on a site like this i make around 30 different lineups and then i'll play those so we'll get you you don't do it by hand not, not 30 you can't make no it no hand. no no i'll figure out like no because i want to take people out of the player pool and like i'm not doing that all by hand you know what i mean like i want to i want to get are you down, kicking so. out of the player pool what's that like who are you kicking out is there significant players you're kicking out Or like justin jackson you're kicking? Out? i mean maybe like jamal
2: i'm probably going to play zero jamal Williams Okay, that's what I want. I wanted like a take like that. I mean, yeah,
4: we're not I'm gonna probably gonna play and to just win let win. it be. Like yeah. I'm just gonna let it be. I'm gonna probably play zero Jamal Williams. Like honestly, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fade the hell out of him, and hopefully that he doesn't have double digit touchdowns So he's had five games this year. He's going <laughs> to um, the end zone, right? I mean, this dude. I mean, he just keeps getting. He, he's not doing anything else. Forty seven percent of his fantasy points are touchdowns. Uh, that's amazing. But, the the most the highest rate in the league Zeke is second that's why I call him baby Jamal Williams now because like he doesn't catch any passes and just falls to the end zone that's like basically where you are who's the inverse uh, of that? I'm I'm curious you probably know who's the inverse who's the one that has their at least amount of their
2: fantasy points on touchdowns
4: uh running back I'd, I'd have to double check like wide receiver I always keep an eye on it. it's guys like like Michael Pittman Chris Godwin Tyree because those are the regression guys right like you're looking like these are going to start to turn some touchdowns
3: except uh, Deontay Johnson isn't going to regress no matter how much people want it to happen. Yeah. No, he's
4: not, he's not, <laughs> it's not happening yeah. for him. I feel but like it was the, for a while before he scored like a, several touchdowns. But I think this is an interesting thing. Cause like Daigle said, like, I think Gabe David, well, you said Gabe David wasn't popping in optimals, but I'm curious to see what his projected ownership is. Cause he's like, you'd think people would gravitate to him on like a slate like this, because obviously small slate, if he has the 30 burger, you're right off, you're, you're, you're out the gates. Um, but it is, in. yeah, yeah, because from a matchup stance, like this is big, he is like really night and day splits versus man and zone coverage. And you know, the Lions obviously they, they play the most man coverage uh in the league, uh, but he against zone coverage, he's averaging 2.1 yards per route run, 0.86 yards per route run against man coverage. I mean, you know, if you follow Matt Harmon's work, it's been kind of like the bugaboo against Gabe Davis, like he doesn't really get open. Uh, you know, so I'm curious to see because it's like a typically when you look at it from a matchup stance, this would be like a spot to like it's screaming to, to get digs in because he just eviscerates man coverage and is not playing. Um, uh, I I doubt that the Lions are gonna really change their stripes, right? Like they're probably not gonna like just drop back and play a bunch of shell coverage, like they really can't, they'll get destroyed still either way, so they might just choose the lesser of two evils.
3: And and Davis's defense, he previously did not have a high target share, but was still adding splash plays. But now we have like these last since yeah. the buy, since he's been healthy from the ankle sprain, he has had a 20% target share, at least seven targets in three or four games since the buy. So like he's actually getting a little bit of volume now too, but maybe the defense splits do matter a lot.
2: So he's going to be more popular. Gabe Davis that is on DK. Uh, he's because, so cheap. Yeah, yeah it's disgusting. Three, it's probably a good fade uh, on DK because like, we know the floor can be rough. Um, yeah. 33% currently projected owned on DK Fandle, distinctly different price over there. He at seven-ish on Fandle. Seven-ish. and we ha- we have uh we have twenty-eight percent, which seems a little high. These numbers are refined. The closer we get to lock, the lock in the morning, I'm sure they'll change a little bit, but it's gonna be higher on DK for what it's worth. Before we move on, give me I yeah, want yeah, yeah. uh, both you guys give give me your favorite uh well John your favorite like GPP play in this game and your favorite fade in this game. I guess you already said it's Josh Allen. I don't want to pin you on that, but that's. You know, you sugge- I mean, yeah you, you no just
3: pay me with it i don't i don't Man, care like I've, th- I've done this so long i don't i don't care about like i know what everyone else is gonna do i know what i need to do to win the slate or just call it a day i'm fading jo- i'm gonna be underweight on josh allen it's gonna suck please burn my <laughs> mentions to the ground i don't care i'm gonna be on my second plate of dressing by that time but i will be watching closely because i'm ready to l- late swap um let can't do worse than david johnson so you're all right David Johnson had 10 touches in the first quarter. Calm down. He was doing well. I still remember that vividly. Uh, I'll go Devin Singletary over Josh Allen as my leverage. And gosh, am I even playing a Lions player? I don't even know if I'm playing a Lions player. Don't come to me to this game. What, I'm, I'm not playing, playing this game. Dressing?
2: You said second plate to dressing just straight. Is that a Texas thing? What is straight? Is dressing a food? Is that stuffing? Okay, that's stuffing.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Dressing is stuffing? Yeah, yeah, I'm this, sorry. Yeah. yeah. You, you never heard you never heard, heard that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've never I know dressing okay.
4: is like Thousand Island.
3: <laughs> no, no. My, my apologies. That that's actually a, yes, it confuses people when I say that also. I still call um I don't have it near me, but I have the the skull caps I call toboggans, but toboggan is a sled in Canada. And <laughs> in, in the north, I believe they are called skull caps or knit hats. Um, but in the south they're called toboggans. So I wear a lot of toboggans as well.
2: There you go. Um, Mm -hmm. We teach you all sorts of things on this show.
3: This is why Educational show for children.
2: (laughs) Ritz, do you have uh, your favorite tournament play? Maybe your favorite fade in this
4: game? I guess you kind of already said Jamal Williams would be your favorite fade in this game. Yeah, yeah, I I don't mind. I mean, I'm trying to talk myself at least into the Lions side getting there because I like the idea of playing the, the Lions pass catchers and with like digs. You know, if I can do like golf, swift, Amon Ra, bring it back with digs uh you can even bring it back like with with davis if you want you know or maybe both you know you just play all three receivers in this game and you're you're still in a good spot because if just golf can get you know uh 60 of what Allen gets like which is definitely still not in the probable range of outcomes but if you do this week you're all right man you're all right we're about the 35 40 minutes in one game down that's what we do that's what we do (laughs) But guys like Raymond Shark, like those are the guys. Like, you want to throw those wonners, man, because like we're projecting a passing script for the Lions, right? What did Shark get, by the way, last? Did, did he play again? No, he was like, yeah, he played like two hard. snaps a quarter, but uh, yeah. they already said that he's not going to be as restricted this week, which could mean anything, That which, whatever. It's Detroit. Uh,
2: like, what, what does that mean? Like, did they,
4: like, yeah, is Swift restricted
2: or not restricted? What do they call him? Exactly. Like, no one knows.
3: Swift is practicing full two weeks in a row now. So, who, who knows? But, like, yeah. those guys are going to be
4: on the field largely. Like, well, Raymond will be. Like, at least you know, like, Raymond's getting exercise. Like, he hasn't had any turkey yet. He's out there running. You just hope something happens.
3: This, I cannot believe this game is the first one to the slate. Just save it till the end. That way we can all figure out what to do. The first game to ruin my morning at 11. Like, God. Man. But all
4: the like, these are the major cards, though. They're going to be, that's why I said, I kind of like it at first. Because, like, if James Cook yeah, gets dick. there, because like James Cook. I'll tell you what, I ain't playing double-digit James Cook. I know that. <laughs> so, like, if James Cook gets there, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be chasing, man. You're going to and- be putting on some goofy stuff.
3: And as you mentioned, <laughs> if you play Jared Goff, like it's still a Mona St. Brown. He still, he's still accounted for 35.8% of this team's targets, like without TG Hawkins in the past three games. Like Jared Goff goes one place. And like that's what's annoying about these short slates is that DeAndre Swift may be like genuinely two targets is enough. For DeAndre Swift to maybe get there. He did score his touchdown last week inside the five yard line in garbage time, which is also like a sign that the Lions were blowing the Giants out because they gave Swift a touch inside the five yard line over Jamal Williams. But yeah, like it's enough on a short slate.
2: Giants, Cowboys, 45 and a half is a total. Cowboys are a 10 point favorite. Giants, short week traveling and they have severe offensive line problems. <laughs> um, feel free to touch on that, John. We kind of touched on it already. And then could you sell me on any of these Giants receivers? Um, I'm listening. I'm willing to hear you
3: out. The, the issue for Saquon Barkley for the Giants is that, uh, if, for those listening that don't know, starting center, John Feliciano, right tackle, Evan Neal, left guard, Shane Lemieux, and backup left guard, Josh Azudu. Azudu? I don't know. I'm pronouncing <laughs> it incorrectly. Whatever the case, they're all ruled out. Also, Evan Neal's replacement, Tyre Phillips, is a game-time call. It doesn't sound hopeful. Like, this team is down to the absolute bare bones. Uh, Having said that, selling you on a receiver, yes, Darius Slayton is, yet again, a great play. Led the Giants in routes run last week on a season-high 86% of dropbacks. He has a 23% target share the last two games out of New York's buy. And then more importantly... Uh, Slayton is also eighth among all wide receivers in yards per route run against man coverage, which Dan Quinn schemes. Cause they blitz a lot at the league's fifth highest rate. Uh, we also know Wondell Robinson, which I didn't believe, like we knew about the Lions propensity to allow yards to opposing slot receivers, which is why I think Isaiah McKenzie naturally gets steamed, as you mentioned, could be a 15, 20% player in a short slate. And I didn't believe it. And then we saw Wondell Robinson at 13 targets before he got injured. But that but, was a game script thing, like
4: yeah. and the, the, the it was all like the Giants threw 50 passes.
3: That, yes, uh, season high. <laughs> yes, past tense for Daniel Jones. Um, but then also Darius Slayton still filled in with 10 targets here. So like the fact that there's no one else to play. Maybe maybe Richie Jones is active for this game, but Richie James. But either way, like there's just no one else to go to. So I don't understand why Darius Slayton wouldn't be an amazing play. Literally just like chalk on this slate. And I actually don't think he's going to be chalk. And we, we think we're going to get negative game scripts. So sure, why the hell not play him?
2: I'm pulling up the ownership as I throw at the rich. Your thoughts here as far uh, as – It's the- too hot
3: for this as well now. Uh, yeah. I'll oh, okay.
4: go
3: ahead. Oh, for the the beanie. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, and the tanks, but yes, the hot The
4: <laughs> tanks. No, no, I don't think I don't think Slayton's a hot take at all. I mean he's the easily been the like the guy that's been the most reliable in their passing game. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I even like when I talked about Wandale like last week, even pre-game, it was like it wasn't like a Wandale thing versus me. It was literally just the Giants construct of the Giants offense thing that's been limiting those guys. It's like they, were, they weren't getting any passing volume. So it's like you have a guy that's a low A dot. Uh, player in Wanda Robinson he needs targets to get there right and like the Giants just weren't offense providing and we talked about Slayton last week prior to last week he had more than seven targets in a game because they just don't throw a lot well they couldn't run the football lick last week they fall behind they're chasing script and they threw 44 times guess what now you look good we've done this with CeeDee Lamb the entire year we're starting to see it with Terry McLaurin too and what's going on in Washington like you look at these guys like they have like these elite like metrics, right? Like you look at CeeDee Lamb and you're like, oh my God, this dude is third in target share. He's sixth in air yard share. He's he's fourth in targets per out run. Yeah. Well Dallas is also 24th in dropbacks and they're throwing when you only have 28 targets to go around, it doesn't matter what those metrics look like. You need volume. That's why CeeDee Lamb goes absolutely nuclear week before when they have forty six pass attempts. But when we get back to these twenty five games, he's just gotta do a lot on very little. And it's like kind of said that it's going on with Terry McLaurin now. So if we at least just get passing volume for the giant side, like these guys can actually get there if there's just pass attempts. And I don't think they're going to be able to really run the football. I mean, maybe you get one, a situation because it's Barkley and the type of runner he is like, he just pops one. Uh, now out of, like I said, Jamal Williams, those 32 running backs that have hundred more carries here. Barkley is now 27 out of 32 guys in success rate. When these teams played in week three, he had – his success rate per carry was just 28%, but he had a 36-yard touchdown run. That's basically his MO the entire year. We never got there last week because eventually he just didn't get enough carries and they never popped the big run. But if he doesn't pop the big run, there's no receiving game usage for Barkley anymore. Like, where, where are all the Barkley receptions? Like, that's the big, like, hang-up with him. And that's why he's not cracking that ceiling even when he gets there. His season high is 45 receiving yards. It did come against Dallas if you want, like, that little carrot to, like, latch onto. But, like, the thing is, when you watch Zeke in week one – or uh, Barkley in week one, we're like, oh, my God, this dude's going to catch 80, 90 passes this year. He's going to be like, like oh, my God, he's going to just knock down all fantasy. It doesn't even matter. Uh, cause the rece- but the receiving, like, floor hasn't been there at all for him. I'm curious to see if it gets there this week. They're going to need him. Like, so – and this is a must – kind of a must-win game for the Giants. They've only played one division game. Everyone's kind of live in that division. they got to start winning some of these games. Uh, they got to use Barkley in the passing game eventually, right? Like, or, or just no.
3: And we, we didn't even mention uh, Dory Jackson, Fabian Moreau, two starting corners out for the Giants as well. Like, it's it's a disaster, man. And plus, like, Wink Martindale, like, we touched on it last week. Wink Martindale still blitzes. This man has never seen a snap. He's not going to blitz on. 48% of defensive snaps. The next closest team in the league is at 42%. And CeeDee Lamb leads the league in catches and in targets and catches against the blitz. Um, he's been since that... Prescott returned in week seven. CeeDee Lamb's been targeted on 28% of Dak's targets against the Blitz. Like it's just like everything works out too well in this game for the Cowboys.
2: Let's have the Zeke Power conversation. Both. Uh, go ahead.
3: Well, I mean, it's a short slate. Uh, and if you if you're looking on FanDuel and here is Zeke Elliott at 71. It's like you know what you're you know what you're fighting for. Like you're basically playing the Jamal Williams of the Cowboys. Yeah, and we also expect it to be a blowout. They're also in a game. They're also in a position where like they're giving Zeke touches to make him feel better. Like they're gonna give him touches inside <laughs> the ten yard line. Um, these these two players like Pollard had a catch inside the ten yard line, but nonetheless he out touched Zeke three to two. Uh, they will give Zeke carries inside the five yard line and on the goal line. He had two carries last week for two yards because both of them came literally on the goal line. Like, that's his MO, and that's where we catch up in points on FanDuel. So I'll play Zeke on FanDuel. Why the hell not? Not on DraftKings, but I'll definitely play Zeke on FanDuel. And
4: importantly, it came after a fail by Pollard.
3: Yes. Like, yeah. They
4: gave Pollard a shot, and he failed, uh, which isn't the running back's fault necessarily. You just get a play blown up. But they went and turned to Zeke. You know, they're like, all right, we'll get the." I, I see a situation very similar to the Green Bay situation, right? Like, Tony Pollard is your Aaron Jones. You know Zeke is your or, or kind of like an apex Swift, right? If Swift were healthy, it's a lot similar, right? Like than these two back backfields right now. Like Pollard is the favorite in the backfield. He's going to be the guy that's going to get the most of the passing game work. Now he's the splash play guy. He has a huge ceiling. He also is a little volatile. Probably a little more volatile than people are giving him credit for because of the streak that he's on right now. Like I said, I mean the dude's not going to have 100 receiving yards and uh, 30 yard receiving touchdown and 69 yard receiving touchdown. Uh, two of the three longest. Receiving touchdowns by a running back in the NFL this season. We're in that game. So we're not going to have that type of run out uh, every week. Um, but it is a great matchup. Uh, and then I mean, they're just not going to probably be pressed to throw, right? Like we've seen this with Kellen Moore the entire season in the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, look at Dak Prescott's dropbacks, man. Like he, he can be efficient on his dropbacks, but he's thrown more than 27 passes once since he came back. Like, do you think the Giants are a team like they're going to throw it 40 times? Like, are they going to be in position? Like, we'll play for that. Like, I'm going to have lineups that play for that scenario. Like, I'm definitely going to have Dak lineups, but like, do I believe that that's the most probable outcome? Absolutely not.
3: So, we've all, it, it was Cooper Rush as well, but we've seen this matchup before and, uh, uh wing martindale blitzed cooper rush at the league's highest rate in week three so like we've already seen this play out and dak prescott like dak prescott joe burrow and patrick mahomes are the three quarterbacks you don't blitz in the league because they make you pay every time Prescott's still fifth in completion rate against the blitz this year and uh i guarantee you martindale's gonna send the house so yeah probably a position to stay away if we assume it's a blowout also rich like i know you don't play a lot on DraftKings, but like i think we're we're having a different discussion because it's interesting on FanDuel where I want to pay up for him to just get unique. I understand it's not like it's not good value, but I don't give a shit about value on a three-game slate. Um, Whereas on DraftKings, dude, like Paul was priced at 6,500 in week eight was the overall RB4 with three touchdowns. He was priced at 6,500 against the Packers. And then he obviously, you know, he played 72 snaps, had 25 touches and scored 25 DraftKings points as the RB6. Last week then, they said, okay, we'll budge him up to 6600 a whole $100. And then we know what he did last week as the RB1 in fantasy. They kept him on a short slate on DraftKings. They kept this guy at 6600 Like, that's offensive to me. So I'm going to play him despite everybody, and I'm just going to roster him in every single tournament because it's too cheap. I don't care how volatility is. Like, 6600 That's that's offensive.
2: John, uh, Ronald and Chad, for those that are watching us on YouTube, what's up, y'all? Uh, kindly hit that like button subscribe. turn on those notifications as well. Uh, he says, I thought Dagle would have been on the doubt, the double cowboy running back like last maybe. year. That was you, your know what?
3: you know what, maybe, uh, I, I played around with it, but I think I like Ronder Stevenson a little bit more, at least on DraftKings, um, than Rich does. And so that's where I'm playing him. Cause they didn't really bump up his salary per his usage. Well, the problem um, is
4: no one's uh, like one of the guys isn't cheap. Like Pollard yes. last year was an ancillary guy, right? Like on a slate. Like, yeah, yeah but now that, like, this. But if you case. fade,
3: if you fade Ramondre on Fandle, which it makes sense to, yeah. um, you can get both of these guys since Zeke is now cheap. Like, 7,100 for two touchdowns is cheap since that's what we're assuming.
2: Pollard on Fandle, current projection, 25% owned. Zeke, 13% owned. On DK, uh, we got Pollard at 24 and Elliott at 13 uh, for what it's worth there. Uh, Dak, the most popular quarterback, uh, second most popular quarterback behind yeah, yeah. Allen um, yeah, uh, as far good. as the slate is. Projections.
3: Red.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, other guys like, are
4: all Jamokes
2: that's true too yeah you'll have them <laughs> i'll have them too probably
4: <laughs> it's late. why not let's see what happens yeah man absolutely do you think i want to live a life where i where like i would get a piece of the two touchdown Mac jones game
3: <laughs> three touchdowns give them credit maybe touchdowns <laughs>
4: more it, that's it, more touchdowns than they've scored in their last three games i don't know i, I know <laughs> It's not gonna
2: be pretty Rich. Do you have an answer? You can abstain if you want. Besides Slayton, like who's the
4: next best option to pair with Daniel Jones? You can include Cager if you or Hudson if you'd like. <laughs> I mean, listen, volume will just be out there. I assume they're gonna be throwing the ball a lot, maybe maybe comparable to the levels they threw last week. I mean, Slayton gets lucky because if Richie James misses, you know, he'll he's the guy that's gonna go in and move inside. Isaiah Hodgins and Kenny Galli aren't gonna play any slot snaps. So like he'll he'll actually he'll actually benefit Slayton too if if Richie James misses because you know he won't get any of the, the best end of the Cowboys' defense either you know he's okay. not going to run into Trayvon Diggs he's not going to – I mean they they play a lot of zone and, and you know cover three anyways but you know it just helps him he's just going to be it, it it's just a, a better run out for him that's why I think you know just as is, is Slayton and he doesn't project to be real popular but you know you look at your, you got guys that are going to be on the field though like you know like Michael Gallup hasn't done shit this year but like he's out there. You know maybe this is the week. Is there a reason why he's not doing anything. Right the, the dude he had an ACL tear. He, he wasn't good before really. Mm-hmm. I mean he, he the Michael Gallup has always been more of a tall tale than like actual production uh <laughs> in the NFL and then he's coming off a significant injury. I think he just is approaching 10 months to recover. I think he had surgery in February last year is when he had his surgery cuz it was a double it was uh ACL MCL. So I think he had to wait a little bit uh and he tore it like in January anyways. Uh, so, I mean, he still, like, isn't even out. Like, we saw how Godwin has been, right? Like, it's taken Godwin a while to, like, look yeah. back like Godwin. It's – I mean, these guys take a while to come back from these injuries, so that could be part of it. Uh, like I said, he also wasn't a guy – he's a lot like Gabe Davis, where, like, he necessarily wasn't a guy that always got open either to begin with. So – and then you take away the the pass value, right? Like, we, we're shrinking the Dallas pie. Like, these guys aren't throwing a lot of passes in general. So, there's a lot – he's out there, though. Like, if Dak throws a touchdown to him and Dak only throws two, like, he's going to matter, right? Like, on the slate. So, of you know, no, there's Noah Brown. You know, Noah Brown is another one of those guys, right? Like, he's like chipping in just enough every week. Where on a slate like this, you can talk yourself into, like, well, sure.
3: Uh, Noah Brown's getting played on DraftKings this week, too. Definitely, given his salary.
2: Let's see where we got him currently. I was looking at tight ends. Uh, give me your thought as far as uh, – Knox, by the way, is going to be pretty popular. He's pretty cheap. Obviously, 32 teams total for Buffalo is going to do that. Uh, he's,
4: uh, and you're going to see two tight ends on this slate for sure because the yes. people want to play those receivers, man. People are going to want to play these wide receivers.
2: Knox, uh, Hawkinson, and Schultz will be the three most popular, and then you can kind of throw a dart at Henry or Hudson or John Woo and you don't feel good about those, obviously.
4: And Cager isn't a tight end on FanDuel. Correct.
3: Oh, uh, he's he's 2,700, uh, tight end, very cheap on DraftKings, and what we expect to be negative game script. But he's a under 5k wide receiver on FanDuel, which he's not playable on FanDuel.
2: Three five Noah Brown projected for seven percent on DK for what it's worth. Gallup at 10. Um, ten percent
4: hope- 10 gallop. See, like that should be a lot because Gallup's playing basically every snap, it just hasn't happened. Like, to me, that should be wider for Gallup. And that – not that Sorry. I'm excited to play Gallup, but I'm just <laughs> saying in, in context that, like, him and Noel Brown shouldn't be that projected closely.
2: Better play than Thielen. Thielen's 4'9". even before Gallup?
4: No, absolutely Thielen. Okay. Yeah, Thielen's grabbing a little Thielen's, more. like, fifth in the NFL in route participation, which, whatever, it's participation trophy. But, like, he's getting a lot more exercise.
2: I feel like he just – he's just like uh, an afterthought at this point, just kind yeah, of, oh, he's, yes. like, well, he's not, he's, he's
3: old yeah. and not very good anymore. And well, TJ Hawkinson now stealing where he got his targets, like someone else to soak up those intermediate targets.
2: What about the uh, Schultz? It's an official Schultz take
3: here, uh, John. Uh, I mean, we know he's, he has a 20% target share in his four full games with Dak Prescott. Uh, It's a weird tight end slate because you're not scared of anybody. Like, I'm not scared of T.J. Hawkinson. I'm not scared of Schultz. I'm not scared of Cager. I'm not scared of Knox. So it's just kind of like I'm just correlating with my game stack. I don't really have a hard Schultz take, to be honest.
2: Rich, you got anything to add? Or it's just like it's one of those tight ends in the pool and if it works as
4: far as your correlation and that's that. I mean, he's the best tight end in the pool. I mean, he... He's getting targeted on 27% of his routes with Dak Prescott in the game. Uh, You know, if you were kind of to play the extrapolation game and compare that to the league, only Mark Andrews is getting targeted at a higher rate than that. Uh, Again, you just need pass volume. Cowboys, like, I mean, these guys that have these like elite metrics, like Lamb and Schultz, like just get dinged. I mean, the target share was there for Schultz. You hit five five targets. Like, you know, that's – that's a you know a quarter or you know, a quarter or fifth of the targets, 20% of targets they had last week. You got him better than Hawkinson? It's clear. I feel like it's kind of like a coin toss. You know? Oh, he's a better. He's he's uh I think he's better in terms of like what he offers to see. Like Hawkinson, like we like the target value, uh, you know, especially on a site like DraftKings and where he's priced, but like Hawkinson is doing his Hawkinson thing since he joined the Vikings. Like the dude's <laughs> getting five yards per target, nine yards per catch. Uh, you know. I think Sultz uh, definitely offers a little bit more upside.
3: Belichick has also seen Hawkinson once this year. Held him to six yards receiving. So, like, we have that little narrative to play around with as well. Shall we move on to that game?
2: Is there any any final thoughts? Your favorite tournament play, John, in the Giants-Cowboys game?
3: I like Darius Slayton a lot because I I don't think he's going to be rostered according to what he should be, especially since it's a late swap position with Richie James. If he gets rolled out, where the hell else do you pin these targets? You can't tell me. (laughs)
1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash blue wire. That's harrys.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set.
3: You're going to play Galladay. You're not going to play Isaiah Hodges. Like it's all Darius Slayton, who's a very good player. So I like Slayton a lot. And uh, on FanDuel, I still like Zeke. And I'm going to play Paul who's still everywhere as well. Rich?
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think looking at projected ownership for Slayton, it just feels like way off. And I think it's just maybe it's a byproduct of just like, hey, man, people are going to do whatever they can to get at least two of these big wide receivers in their lineup, maybe three if you can. Um, I think that maybe is dictating it, but he's definitely my, my favorite giant from objective stance, but I'll sprinkle in a couple of these guys.
2: The least interesting game on the slate, most likely 42 and a half is the total here. In New England. In oh, wait.
4: I will say, though, the, I think one of the biggest leverage points in this in the Cowboys game is Cowboys defense. They're probably they should, by bar none, be the highest owned defense. They're not going to be because you don't, think
3: you don't think they're going to be. I, I figure no they're going to be faster than the there, Patriots.
4: No way. There's no way they are. I'm looking at everything right now, and you, you're talking about one people love to play pay down at defense, and the two cheapest ones are at night. Uh, outside of the Lions. So people are lot, Patriots Vikings are by far gonna be owned way more than the Cowboys. We have it
2: currently 100%. uh
4: Vikings twenty five percent, New England twenty one,
2: Buffalo
3: nineteen, eighteen.
4: Hundred percent.
3: Wow. Okay. I I, I thought Patriots are gonna be more rostered than Cowboys. I need to change things up then. Okay. Yeah. I would okay. say if you
4: want the one way to get unique in the Cowboys game and, and not be as chalky with the, is like just play, just jam Cowboys defense and way higher than projected ownership. Got it. Cause people are going to want to play the cheap defenses and people love the other defense late, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, that was
2: DK, by the way, I ran off what it's worth. I was getting 20% on FanDuel. Uh, at the, the full 5K. I don't think you go higher than 5K I'm no. on as defense. But
4: that's a way, because people aren't going to, like, you're talking about, you want to get Justin Jefferson, right? You might need that $1,000. You want to get Amon I'm, I'm St. Brown. You want to get Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis is more expensive on on FanDuel. Like, they're not going to cut. There's no way they're going to be as rostered as, like, the Vikings and Bills.
2: New England, Minnesota, 42 and a half here. Minnesota, two point favorite versus New England. Uh, Rich, you mentioned him. Justin Jefferson. Of course, you want Justin Jefferson. Uh, how will, how, you know, much are
4: you willing to hurt the rest of your lineup to pay off Justin Jefferson? Is he a priority for you? I mean, I think Diggs is just a way better objective play than Justin Jefferson because of just this, the top down situation that the Vikings are in. So the Vikings, I think are the most interesting team on the slate because mm-hmm. they're either going to be a disaster or be really good. Like there's like no in between probably what we're going to get with the Vikings. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about what the primetime cousins narrative in play, you we're going to have the Cousins versus pressure narrative in play because the yep. Patriots are third in pressure rate. But I don't think there's a team in the NFL that's played a worse quarterback schedule than the Patriots or a worse offensive schedule. I mean, they have, placed, they have faced Zach Wilson twice, Sam Ellinger, Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, Aaron Rodgers, and then they face Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields in week one, Tua, uh, and Jackson and Fields aren't necessarily like a passing prowess fantasy guys. Like they have not faced any good passing games outside of the Dolphins, and that was all the way back in week one. Like, so anything with the Patriots could still be taken with a grain of salt to this point. Like, what if their defense just isn't as good as it like that the numbers kind of show to this point, And it kind of maybe gets exposed here a little bit. Now. The, we've known for a while, though, the Vikings are nowhere near as good as they, they had been to this point, and a lot of people caught to that. Kirk Cousins is having the worst year of his career, and it's been going on for a few weeks. One of the, the, the like more funny tricks of the season, like I brought up, is that Cousins has been playing so bad, and the Vikings have been so good, where inversely he was playing really excellent, and they were mediocre, and he was getting buried for it. Uh, career lows uh, across the board, though, touchdown rate, yard surpass attempt, completion rate, like all of those are his lowest rates as a starter. Uh, but to me, they're the most interesting team on the slate because not only the late night hammer, but like, if by chance, like this Patriots defense just necessarily isn't as good as people believe, like there, there could maybe, maybe you have like a, cause the Vikings dropped like 30 points at night. You got guys that could put up big numbers in that game.
2: Yeah. I mean, Jefferson and cook, the two clear and obvious ones, John, if you're going to uh, start with one of those two skill position players in Minnesota, which is it, is it cook or is it Jefferson.
3: I think this would be more a position where we go back to Jefferson. Now, it's it's not shocking to see that with T.J. Hawkinson in the lineup, Jefferson has averaged a 15 a dot. Like he can't. A lot of receivers can't get by with just five targets. But now that we're moving Jefferson further down the field, he can't get by with five targets either. So we need more than that. And under pressure, which is what we're worried about here, as Rich mentioned, uh, Patriots delivering and creating the third highest rate of pressure. Uh, Kirk Cousins is 34th in the league. And completion rate under pressure, disastrous. And more important, in the last three games with T.G. Hawkinson on the field, these targets have not been going to Jefferson under pressure. They've now been going thirteen targets in particular the past three games to Jefferson, ten targets to Hawkinson under pressure. So he's spreading the ball out more as well since Hawkinson is closer to the line of scrimmage. But at the same time, you know we still have Jefferson uh, being a higher ceiling player here, someone we are scared of if everything pops off. So uh, absolutely in a short slate. Again, we've talked about this earlier. We're not scared of Hawkinson's targets. I'm scared of Jefferson in a ceiling game.
2: Yeah, that's the one I'm more afraid of uh, of not having for sure. The only counter to that would be is I think the running back pool might be a little bit weaker than the receiving pool. Mm-hmm. So maybe like competition-wise, guys is competing against, Cook has a better chance to rise above as opposed to Jefferson. But, you know, I, I get all that what you just said there
4: rich
5: talk about
4: your i I reeled off their like quarterback schedule that they faced so far like look at the wide receiver ones the patriots have faced you know so far this year i mean the 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 only dude even in jefferson's weight class is tyree kill and he had eight catches for 94 yards i I mean if if you want to count waddle i mean waddle had a good game too but you know their their wide receiver ones that they faced deontay johnson rashad bateman alan lazard uh Basically, Josh Reynolds, because it was a half game for <laughs> Amon Ra saint Brown. Amari Cooper, who had a touchdown against them. Darnell Mooney, Garrett Wilson twice, and Michael Pittman. Like, they're just they're, – they haven't faced guys, like, in this. The one guy was Tyree Kill, and he had a good game against them. So, like I said, there's a lot when you look at the Patriots, because we are – I mean, listen, we're 12 weeks in now. We're looking at a lot of season-long stuff, but, like, still under the hood, like, I mean, Patriots haven't played anybody. Not offensively. Like, really, good?
3: This is why like I listen to betting shows and they'll cite the Patriots defense EPA and, I, and I'm like doesn't matter they they've literally played no quarterback whatsoever do not care about EPA right now.
4: And this like, happened in last year remember yeah. the Patriots got hot in the middle of last year and people were like oh they're like a threat to win the AFC and do all stuff and they play like all these just terrible quarterbacks in a row and then they got in the playoffs and faced Josh Allen and got 40 put up. <laughs> uh
3: greatest moment of my life is still being in a bar in Stamford Connecticut and tweeting about the Patriots game on Thursday Night Football in Week 10 and people saying they should be a first-round pick, the Patriots' defense, uh, two years ago because they played the easiest schedule of quarterbacks to that point. I think the Patriots' defense at that point was averaging 17.5 fantasy points per game. Like They were demolishing everyone because they basically played Zach Wilson, rookie Josh Allen, or uh, Jared Goff every single week.
4: Now Rich. there still is a chance like they could be good and like you know we're not giving I'm not giving them a credit. I said they really they really just haven't. I'm just looking at by based on like I haven't seen them be challenged. And also like can the Vikings like are they capable of like exploiting a good defense, really?
3: Well, I'll give you one better. Uh are the Patriots exploit are capable of exploiting a good spot? Because no. I already said earlier in the show, well, guess what, Rich? I'm gonna try to sell you on Mac Jones anyways. Because I'm I'm <laughs> He's definitely in Mac- on
2: him. What are you talking
3: about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's played everyone. That doesn't count. He's not on him. He's on everyone. So Tell me, just, he's you not doing anything. on it. All right. Well, uh, Mac Jones, fifty one hundred on DraftKings, or more importantly, sixty five hundred on FanDuel, where we need touchdowns anyways to catch up to Josh Allen and everyone else. And uh Mac Jones has been good in the red zone. He's completed 71.5 percent of his passes inside the twenty this year. But uh, he's he's only had twenty one passes inside the red zone because the Patriots often sucks. But but that's where we're hoping the Vikings help us out because uh, the Vikings are still allowing a league high touchdown rate inside of the twenty, and over the last month since they returned from their bye, twenty eight points per game. So wherever I'm spending down, I'm going to go, I'm going to Mac Jones. Uh, I understand Mac Jones checked down. That was the game plan against the Jets last week. Eighty five percent completion rate, a season high, because all he did was throw to Ramondre Stevenson in the flats. But on the year, he's still eighth. And percentage of his throws, 20-plus yards downfield. And the Vikings are allowing the third-highest rate of explosive passes, 15 yards downfield this year. So I think we could get a ceiling game from Mac Jones. Yes, I know he hasn't thrown more than one touchdown pass in any game this year. I understand Josh Allen is on this slate. But at that same point, like if we make it past Josh Allen failing, buddy, we're live. We're going with Mac Jones all the way here.
2: Favorite receiver to pair with Mac Jones, feel free to include the tight ends, is who, John?
3: Uh, okay, so I'm waiting out the... Rich already knows what's coming. That's why he's laughing. I'm waiting out the Devontae Parker injury swap because he's questionable. And we saw Nelson Aguilar run the second most routes for this team last week. And that's important because the boundary receiver is where we're attacking the Vikings. Uh Minnesota's practically bottom four in every metric. Completion rate, yards per target, uh, yards per game, yards per snap against receivers from the outside. And so... You know, Devontae Parker played behind Nelson Aguilar out of the bye last week. And so that's probably the rotation. But Parker still, you know, yards per route run, leads the Patriots uh, against zone coverage, also leads the Patriots in percentage of target scene against zone coverage, which the Vikings run the second highest rate of. So if Parker's out, I'll go Nelson Aguilar. Otherwise, I may suck it up and play a cheap Parker. Uh, how about
2: your thoughts there, Rich? Similar thoughts, I guess you guys started this had this conversation already. Yeah, I, mean, I just know reason,
4: how he thinks. There's, there's a, a reason Ramondre Stevenson has over 20 percent of team targets uh, the past four weeks, and it doesn't really have to do anything with like how great as a receiver he is. It has to do with a lot of like what the Patriots have on offense right now, uh, mm-hmm. outside of Jacoby Myers. Like, there's there's these other receivers are are just bombs, man. They, they like they're just Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker. They're just, they're just not good. There's a, and there's a reason. Like because targets are earned right by good players, and there's these guys aren't getting open. They're not getting the football. There's a reason why Jacoby Myers has such a huge target share in games that he plays, and then the rest is just checkouts, right? Like these other receivers just aren't very good. Uh, so I mean, I'm probably not going to play any other Patriots receiver outside of Jacoby Myers, and then we will include. Uh, Reminder Stevenson is part of the guys you can play as a as a as kind of like a run back, you know, with him. Uh, probably more on DK than, than so on FanDuel, uh, where you can get kind of cute with Damian Harris. Because, I mean, if, if the Patriots win this game, which definitely is an outside run possibility, either, right? Like, it's this is still a tight total. They're dogs, but it's still a relatively tight total. Uh, you know, the, and they're hanging with the run game on a short week. Damian Harris was the by far the better runner last week against the Jets. Yeah. So on a short week, do they kind of mix the workload up a little bit? You know, maybe not give Ramondre as many carries. You mix in Damian Harris. We still have no idea too, like if like Damian Harris is like completely froze out at the goal line. We don't really know that, right? Uh, like he could still be kind of a thorn there. We don't really know. They just haven't had any opportunities. Uh, it's like Dagle said, if, we, if Nick Folk was on this slate, man, we'd just be jamming to Nick Folk. Uh, Nick Because <laughs> <laughs> every time the Patriots get in their head zone, you might as well just, they might as well kick on first down. Like, Handle <laughs> 2018 uh, or something, you got to roster <laughs>
2: which is
3: Which is an unfortunate thing to hear when you're really prepared to onslaught the Patriots, which I'm ready to do. Right yeah, I mean, I,
4: I can get with I can get with you know making some Mac Jones teams and like seeing him as like you know, if Allen doesn't get there. Like, there's a a, a place where Mac Jones can easily get to. I think like you know, sixteen to twenty two points, like in that area. Uh, and then if you get that, where you have a Josh Allen game, where he only as like, say, like twenty five and not thirty five. Like that's that's live because you're playing a lot of really good players around Mac Jones, because you're saving a salary. And the Vikings have had multiple passing touchdowns in four of their past five games. Under Ed Donatel, like we know the structure of the defense, you're going to get see a lot of cover four, a lot of cover six. They allow completions, the structure of the defense to allow short completions. Uh, so you're going to get a lot of catches, I believe, from like you know, Ramondre and Jacoby Myers. Um, uh, but like, I, I just don't see an objective way to play any other guys. Like, we don't like you can say maybe Nelson Agler because maybe he'll be out there, but like, there's no like lock that if Parker misses, like he's locked in as the next guy up. They could easily just play Taquan Thornton, like they were for a couple weeks, or play Kendrick Bourne. Uh, the, the, I want to play the guys at least know we're going to be out there. You know, that, that's what makes the rest of the Patriots like such a crap shoot. But
2: if you trust our ownership projections, uh, Stevenson versus Harris, we have Stevenson currently projected as the highest owned running back on DK 49%. Harris at 10%. Uh, yeah, pe- people love,
3: just like we talked about a couple weeks ago, Dean with Deontay Foreman, people love Stevenson as well, man. They don't, even when he's not the best player among the Patriots running back, they love Stevenson. Forty-two
2: percent for Stevenson on Fandle and twelve percent, and he's you know he's more expensive. And I just wish Harris like can catch the ball like they would throw him. Yeah, then, you know, yeah. I, mean, I guess I would change things as far as the ownership, but that's on a three-game slate. Absolutely, Harris can score two touchdowns like that can happen. And if he's going to be kind of sort of lost here, uh, I think it's I, I know, just an interesting interesting thought. Maybe, maybe be over on Harris. Maybe a little bit on FanDuel,
4: especially it should you you might want to be over on Harris.
3: I thought I thought Harris was live last week on FanDuel, like on the main slate for fifty eight hundred. Because also remember, like that game he missed before their bye, he was out with an illness. It wasn't an injury, so like he bounced back, averaged over eight yards per carry, was the better runner, as Rich mentioned. And so sure, we can we can definitely see him getting more carries here as he was outscoring Ramondre Stevenson through the first two months of the year.
4: But if the Patriots go down like fourteen
3: nothing, he's
4: dead. Yeah, it's uh, right.
3: yeah. Well, our lineups are dead. <laughs> uh, that's a wrap, man.
2: Yeah, time to look at the next slate. Well, that's that's the last yeah. game of the slate. Time to look at the main slate, which we'll touch on. Uh, man, that was a really really thorough uh, breakdown as far as a three game uh, Thanksgiving slate. Hope you all enjoyed that out there. Hope you guys won some money on Thanksgiving. Give, give me a final thought, Rich, as far as the slate. Maybe something that you know, maybe your favorite play, your favorite stack something you want to reiterate, you know, you probably already mentioned it already but drive the point home.
4: Uh, no, I mean, I think it's just, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun way to, to play. Uh, just be active. As I can say, be active with your lineups, like follow the slate as it moves along. Don't just make a bunch of lineups and watch the games, you know, calibrate as you go with your lineups. Ignore your family is what I heard. Is that, is that what is yeah, that I what mean? Maybe, maybe. <laughs>
2: John, you
3: have a final thought? Be prepared to lose. That's all. That's all. About. <laughs> like I, just, I am. I am so prepared Never to play Josh Allen and just call it a day. I'm so prepared. You, you
2: have the whiskey ready at like 12:30 when the Josh <sighs> Allen fires off first play touchdown. We the game can't play. And...
3: We can't play a 40 percent quarterback. We're done. I'm telling this. you, it's we okay can. to play Josh Allen. Okay. <laughs> we are fighting. We are fighting on this show. Uh, people are. People are looking at their parents and they're confused right now. <laughs> All right,
2: we're going to touch on the main slate in a second. Before we do so, we want to mention Thrive. Appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Join in on the fantasy prop action this NFL season with Thrive Fantasy. Easy to play. No salary cap style contest revolves around over-under style player props. Each prop prop has a fantasy score associated with the prop. The riskier the prop, the higher the fantasy score. Rack up the most points for your share of the prize pool. We have, of course, we wouldn't mention this if we don't have a nice, sweet deposit bonus for you all. Grinders, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. Use that deposit bonus bonus promo code uh, when you sign up for a bonus up to $250 as well as free tickets. Uh, The free tickets, as far as how they work, I got that written down over here. Yeah, two free $20 contest tickets. If you deposit between $100 and $499, if you're depositing $499, you might as well deposit $500 because you get six free $20 contest tickets uh, with a $500 deposit bonus. Again, promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. They're running contest specific just to Thanksgiving. So I figured we'd uh, mess with those props. you got to pick 10 of these 20. Got to pull them up. Uh, Producer Steve will put them on the screen for you guys. Uh, anything pop for you, Rich, as far as uh, something you want to be distinctly over, distinctly under? Uh, and feel free to be ambitious. We want to get as many points
4: as possible. <laughs> Uh, you know, see, what are we looking at here? I mean, digs receiving yards and even, I'll, I'll, I'll take the over on that for the reasons we talked about, you know, great first man coverage, no Jeffrey Kuda, kind of a squeaky wheel game for him. He complained about targets the week before, he had a season low target share. Uh, so there's that, uh, what else we got? What about, I mean, listen, Slayton just for a touchdown, it could be any time in the game it could be when they're down 30, um, uh, 130, 130 points. Yeah. 130 wow. points. Yeah, we take a shot at that. Uh, what else do we got on the board here? Uh, feel free, Daigle, to to jump jump in here.
3: I am looking. Uh, oh, gosh. They're not even giving me credit for the Mac Jones over two touchdowns. They're making me actually lose points for it. So, <laughs> no. It's plus interceptions, too. Uh, plus interceptions. Yeah, that, smash it now. <laughs> He's going to throw a couple picks. you are good. But but it's still 30 points less. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's a lot. We're trying to win here. Uh, oh, why don't we go over on Justin Jefferson? Why not? Like That's only a 10 point difference. Uh, we'll bet on the ceiling game here for, as we mentioned, the schedule. I don't mind that. All right. Again, uh, use the promo
2: code grinders up to $250 deposit bonus at Thrive Fantasy. We can only go so long. So we, I mean, let's just try to be as brief as possible. Yeah, 52, and really half,
3: 52 and a half rushing yards over Devin Singletary as well. That's a pretty good bet. I'll bet that. I've
4: not really dug in. The, I've broken down all the games, obviously, but I've not really like delved into like pricing and stuff for the main slate because I'm, just, like I said, I'm still trying to get all my lineups ready for tomorrow. Same it's been a tight week. There's been a lot happening this week.
3: <laughs> it's been a very, very busy week. Very busy week.
4: I, we mentioned at the
2: top. We kind of touched on it. The, the highest total on the main slate, 11 game main slate, is the game in Arizona. Kyler Murray expected to play, or at least on track to play, for what it's worth. Uh, with Herbert on the other side, Chargers at Arizona, 48-and-a-half. The lowest one, Denver, at Charlotte's, 36-and-a-half. half we got Chicago versus the Jets. The Jets getting white as their quarterback out of nowhere, I, I assume. We don't know as far as – um uh, what's his name? The quarterback you know. for the – yeah, we don't know. if I, I assume he's going to go at this point, but I'm not really sure why they should push him, but I guess if he plays, I assume he's fine. Uh, you want to just get, like, overarching thoughts, or like maybe your favorite uh, – and, John, you know, again – we're focusing mostly on Thanksgiving and tune in later, you know, for, for uh, the sharp football analysis, four for four the rotor grinders. We'll get more refined thoughts. We do about a touch on the main slate because that's what we typically do, but John, feel free to, you know, fire off some of your favorite quarterbacks the first uh, on a first look.
3: My first look was to pay up for quarterback, uh, but then we got, right. yeah, but, the, but then we still got, you know, a Rams rushing quarterback out of nowhere, but at the same time, like, I mean, just look through Patrick Mahomes' box scores. What else do you want to know? Uh, 15 and a half point favorites at Arrowhead, and Mahomes now has 300 yards and or three touchdowns in seven consecutive games. Uh, the one area where I started going off the board, because I I can't do two uh, against the Texans. I have zero faith the Texans push back at all. Um, also, Jeff Wilson is going to be chalk, and I, I genuinely don't feel comfortable going with two of double stacks as leverage against Jeff Wilson. Especially if Raheem Mostert misses that game, DMP on Wednesday. So early on, it, it's tough, I understand, because Lamar Jackson scored 21, 42, and 40 DraftKings points in his first three starts and hasn't scored more than 18 in his last seven. But this Jaguars defense, also the last month, has gotten worse. Like they're last in that span and defensive DVOA at Football Outsiders. So Lamar Jackson's really the only other quarterback I came across in stacks with Demarcus Robinson and Mark Andrews. Otherwise, I got nothing. Rich, help me pay down a quarterback.
4: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, definitely you could – so what's been different this week on the main slate compared to previous weeks from the, the top-down stances? We don't have like a lot – we haven't had a lot of the cheap running backs the past couple weeks, right? Well, this week is loaded with guys that oh, are okay. running backs. That's yeah. And that's the difference of slate. It allows you to just play Mahomes. Uh, don't get, I don't, in cash, I don't say you just don't play Mahomes, uh, especially because. you – We've got Rashad White on the board. We've got Tamaji Piran on the board. We've got Jeff Wilson on the board. There's just a lot of cheaper running backs that you can play this week where we haven't had that in weeks past, and it allows you to kind of put some guys in. Uh, I can say top down, I'm looking at Seahawks Raiders and it being a game I'm definitely excited for uh, to kind of circle in and hone in on some guys there to paying up. That that game could definitely, I believe, pop uh, from, from just looking at that. Um, but I haven't really, like, dove, dove in at that point. Some individual players. I don't know if people will get cute and play Latavius Murray, but he's another cheap running back that just is going to be out there. Last um, man standing, right? Well, I guess yeah, – Yeah. Well, we yeah. seen last week, people were, like, you know, excited to go play Kenyon Drake, so I could guess let's not rule out Latavius Murray is going to be like, – could be popular as well. So I wanna That's how the
2: field has changed, by the way, over the years because there's no way Kenyon Drake would have been whatever he was, 30 35%. He was really high. Uh, the higher dollar you went – Drake was even more well-owned because people thought they were being sharp. And I I confess Well, it wasn't
4: even just being sharp. It was, like I said, the context of the slate. Like, there Mm -hmm. were no, like, real salary-saving running backs. There haven't been for a couple weeks. So, like, people were like, oh, my goodness, we can get Kenny Drake in here. Like, he, he, now I can get uh, another big piece, right? And to be fair, I
3: I used him, which we'll show at the end of the show for everyone, because again, just because they want to leave, no big deal. But I I used him in our four-man contest because, I mean, the Ravens still had the second highest team total on the slate. I was like, oh, well, like, Kenny Drake had 24 touches the week before. Like, why not? Uh, Yeah, that did not go well, by the way. Not going well. uh, uh, 35% uh, in small field.
2: Did I hear you say, like, you had no confidence in Houston punching back versus Miami? That's what you said, right? (laughs) Correct. Am I
3: supposed to not think that?
2: No, no. I just think... I, God, I agree God. with you. Like, I, I don't have a heck of a lot of confidence in Kyle Allen either. Is, doesn't he have a field named after him in Texas A&M? Is that, is that the same guy? Different it's guy. Not,
3: right? It's not his field, yes, but it's not like <laughs> named after him. No, no, no. no. <laughs> even, th- even though he was, he was part of the recruitment class, because this is where A&M bottomed out under Kevin Sumlin. They recruited Johnny Menzel, Kyler Murray, Kyle Allen... Yeah, those are the three all together. And someone promised them all starting jobs and only one could win. It was obviously Heisman himself, Manziel, who also drank himself out of the league. But then, never forget Dean, someone the next year started kept Kyle Allen and used Kyler Murray as a third down quarterback. Like a running back, but a quarterback. And that's why didn't he, didn't that. transfer- he transferred to Oklahoma because he was like, I'm Kyler fucking Murray. Why would I ever be a third down quarterback? That makes no sense at all.
2: I didn't know Kyle Allen played a Kyle Allen field. Like I didn't even know, I had no, I don't follow a lot of college football, so I had no idea. But the, the, the back half of my, my question was, um, and I don't think it's just wrong thinking. Like I love the Chiefs too. Like if a 30 team total, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're favored by more points than uh, the projected points for the team total for the Rams. Well, mm-hmm. what makes you think the Rams are going to punch back is kind of my retort. Uh, like how was Bryce Perkins and uh, A-Rob and Sklonarnik, uh, like well, guys,
4: it, well, the Chiefs are like the Bills, right? It's not, it's not one of these situations like I've been at the Eagles this year where, like, the Eagles go up and then they just run every play in the second half. Like, they're, like, the Chiefs are probably going to still score 30. Like, they're not just going to, like, get to 20 and be like, ah, we're, we're good. Like, it doesn't matter who they play, right? Like, they're still going to do what they do. Uh, the other thing, too, is that the Rams actually, like, legitimately still have, like, been putting up a fight against the run. Like, they're still stopping the run pretty well. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're we're also going to see running backs too. I mentioned Antonio Gibson I think, is going to get really steamed by the end of the week, and we've already seen the Michael Carter stuff from people, like the Mike White, Michael Carter yeah. stuff. So like dump Michael Carter is off, another right? guy.
2: Thing, supposedly. What's that dump off passes is a supposedly a thing. Yeah, yeah.
4: Even though Mike White had 130 dropbacks and he, it was with Jamison Crowder and Keelan Cole as wide receivers, like word is going to cite those like it's cool.
3: Uh, and also like. People are going to pay down for Kyron Williams, 100%, without Daryl Henderson. Um, a, again, a double-digit game script here we expect. Kyron Williams ran 24 routes to Cam Akers 7 last week. Like, Kyron Williams the pass catching back on DraftKings, at least, at under 4K. Like We never get that player. I believe it's 3,900. I could be wrong about that. Maybe it's 4 9, 4, 9. Four nine. okay. Yeah, yeah, under 5K, which we never get as well. There ain't um, no dump-offs
4: for my guy Bryce, man.
3: Dude, he's going to be rostered. He's 100% going to be rostered.
2: It depends how like how much value opens up or not. I think it's, yeah. that's but like yeah, he's going to be in people's pool right now, and we'll see. Stay tuned. Pacheco on the other side is only six hundred bucks more, um, and Ceh went on IR. You yeah. got the supposedly Ronald Jones might get some run as well. Um, McKinnon's there. He'll dress. Yeah, but I mean, Pacheco is the first guy we want, I guess, on, on that Kansas City team. Yeah,
3: it's just tough P- because-
4: He's go not going to catch any passes. And they, they're the pass heaviest team inside the 10-yard line.
2: That's why he's focused. kind
3: of like the worst DraftKings player, at, too. Yeah.
2: But we talked about the red zone. It blew my mind. I was watching red zone last, last week. David Johnson is still in the league. Like, he just God. They just signed him. They just, they just signed him. I had no idea. Mean, I'm like, wait, that's not the David Johnson. That's a common name. That's another guy who, who went to like, I don't know, Wichita State or something. <laughs> that's the same guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, good for him. Uh, Welcome back. I mean, he he won so many tournaments for so many people back in, you know, 2016, 2017, whatever it was, probably not that long ago. Pair him with like Le'Veon Bell on Pittsburgh. Um, As far as running back, uh, you know, popping here, Elliott looks awesome in that game against Arizona on the turf. Like for sure, he looks like a strong play. Walker looks too cheap versus Vegas at 6'9". That looks like a pretty good price. Some would say nice. CMC versus New Orleans, uh, you know, positive game script there as well. Who do you see on first look, uh, Rich? As far as some running backs that are popping off for you? I thought we already did all those. We talked about like thirty running backs already. Did we really? Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't officially turn. Running back. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You got anybody yeah. else? Um,
3: you want to hit receiver? Uh, you you hit on Ken Walker, who was literally a bell cow uh, before in Munich before the Seattle. For the Seahawks, went on by. Also, though, like. Before that game, the Cardinals game on Monday night, it's a short week, I know. They're coming from Mexico City. They're back at home. They're indoors. Before, like, that game became a blowout, James Conner out-touched Keontae Ingram 16-1. to So, like, basically the last two games when James Conner was on the field, uh, Keontae Ingram has had two touches. James Conner has had the rest of them among all their running backs. So, if you think the Cardinals hang around against the Chargers, which maybe they can, um that uh, Car- chargers still allowing a league high in rushing yards per game james Conner is still a, a good play especially on Fanduel because we're chasing touchdowns
2: rich
4: give me a couple receivers i listen you should just find a way to pay for devontae adams every week at this point <laughs> like just find a way like the numbers yeah. the numbers this dude is, are, are, is putting up are just like absolutely bonkers they're road dogs just find a way do it do what you can uh, do what you can to put him in. I mean, his, 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 his if you just, if you, and you yeah, said, we, we don't have the luxury of like, cause we played some of him the week that he had the flu game, but look at every game he's had outside of that flu game. Like over like the past eight weeks, like, like, look at the, look at the box scores this dude has. Yeah. And he's just getting absolutely jammed with targets. Like the last three weeks, he's almost had a 40% target share, like every week he's over 35% in every game. Uh, there, I mean, just find a way to play him. There's Find no way. receivers left,
2: really. Him and Mac Hollins, and then like Foster Moreau. is like there's nobody else. Keelan Cole, I, I think he's doing the exercising deal, right? But mm-hmm. they're not really throwing him the football. Um, but Keenan Allen, by the way, looks like a pretty good price, assuming he's like you know gonna get a full allotment or close to a full allotment. It's six one feels a little bit too cheap for historically where it'd be priced at. Uh, good matchup there against Arizona as well. Uh, what do you have, John? Give me give me a receiver or
3: two before we can have some fun. I think. Uh, Terry McLaurin will probably get steamed on DraftKings in particular. He's only 5,800, I believe, and he has a 29.1% target share the last five games from Taylor Heineke. He's basically baby Devontae Adams. Like they're not as accurate as the targets are from David he's Carr. CD Lamb because they're not throwing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're not as accurate from, from Taylor Heineke, but he's still out there getting all the targets. That's fine. Uh, T Higgins returned from his bye, clearly at full strength, a season high 33% target share. And then now we get a Titans defense that, like, are, are allowing a league high in yards per attempt against boundary receivers. Like, so although I do think that game's going to be lower scoring because it's Joe Burrow against four pass rushers, basically, that's how the Titans are getting there. I still like T Higgins, too. And then Greg Dorton. What about, will uh, be... uh, no, not to
2: cut you off, but what about, uh, Chase is supposed to come back this week, according to, uh, I think, I think uh,
3: Burrow himself said he expects Chase to play. So how does that uh-huh. affect, uh, I Higgins. actually like Tony Pollard last week. I think I'd still play Higgins even more, honestly, okay. because I don't. I don't think Chase is going to be a full player this week at all. Not even close. Fair personally.
2: enough. I right, close up,
3: uh, and then and then Greg Dortch is going to be chalk if, if he plays. He's thirty one hundred on DraftKings. Everyone's going to play him.
2: He's also dealing with something. Uh, he's questionable. I can't. He's dumb.
3: He's questionable. They said he's day to day, which gives him a little more hope here. Uh, Marquise Brown also coming back. Okay, well I'll play. I'll play Greg Dors, no matter what if he plays. That's fine.
2: I heard pitch count. On, on Yeah, but again, this is Wednesday night. We'll see. But, like, stay tuned. I don't even know what Brown is priced at. And he only needs, the, you know, like two plays. Or maybe one player to get there, right? He can get loose for sure. All right. Uh, do we want to mention – I see Ronald in chat said uh, enough of Moreau talk. I'm sick of him. I mentioned his <laughs> name in passing. I didn't say he's a great player. He, he had a 33-yard catch. Does that help? <laughs> I, I acknowledge Moreau's existence. Uh, Travis Kelsey back in the main slate, you know, just – Cross everybody's soul if he didn't play him in the showdown slate. He got there three times in the end zone. Andrews came yeah. back last week, which was nice. Uh matchup against Jackson this week. We're supposed to not talk tight ends last, but anybody have a tight end take or
3: shall we just talk movies? How do you play uh, Rich Selma on someone besides Kelsey? How do you play someone besides Kelsey? Like he just ends worlds. Salary. And, like, yeah, salary is really it. I mean, last really last it. week.
4: that's That's really it.
3: Last week was the perfect Taysom Hill week. And I played I played Taysom Hill against Joel and the four man because it was like it matched up so perfectly with no one else to play at 6k. But now he's 6,500. You have to pay less than 2k more for Travis Kelsey. I can't I, get away with that anymore. I know
2: you guys lashed out at me. You guys hate stab count stuff, but I think I saw a note where uh Taysom was in the field like 60% yeah. of the time last week or something like that. I is think that the
4: number? He, I think it was like
2: Forty-five or something, right? He um uh, season high though, right? I have it. I have season it. it was a season high.
3: In in the first half, he intermittently changed his quarterback. Forty-two well. percent, and more importantly, Kyle Pitts at fifty-five hundred. The chalk uh scored two points fewer than Taysom Hill. So, like, you were <laughs> you were, you were awesome. Uh, you know, Stefan, But last week again, Stephon Diggs was in winning tournament lives. He scored twelve points at thirty percent ownership because every team sucked. That's why. Uh Taysom unplayable
2: on DK where he's a quarterback, but he's interesting yeah, for Fandle. Right. Is he somebody where but now the opportunity cost is greater when Kelsey and Andrews are on the main slate? Just
3: yeah, no, nah, not on if he was on DraftKings, we'd have a discussion, but not on FanDuel. You just gotta play Kelsey. You just have to suck it up.
2: Um, all right.
3: Anything else? We're talking some movies. Titan's like- not fun, Dean. I'm sorry. Uh, we're we are we are supposed to be here helping you out. Titan's not fun at all.
2: Yeah, I, I apologize for running late, but we did want to touch on our movie deal. We want to bring in produce, producer Steve. Producer Steve has a, and if that, that's it for football talk, if you guys, you know, that's all you want for football, you don't like some fun. You movie. got
3: nothing to do. You're here at nine. You're here at 10:30 p.m. Eastern. You have nothing to do. Hang around for movie talk. <laughs> I assigned you guys
2: a movie. I won our contest. We're gonna we're gonna run it back again this week. Uh, we were playing on Fandle, and uh, uh, well, I got uh, I got you guys to watch the Cooler. Uh, William H Macy, Alec Baldwin, Maria Bello—I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Uh, Rich, what was your take as far as the
4: cooler? Did you enjoy this movie? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was, you know, kind of like uh, an adult fairy tale, kind of in a sense, you know, where you know you had to buy in like as luck as an actual character. Uh, I think if people took it like a lot of the stuff that it was trying to sell literally, you maybe like in the second act of that movie would have maybe got turned off, like where like you know actually William H Macy has powers of luck. <laughs> but uh I did. I enjoyed the performances a lot more. I like. I like the performance a lot more. I thought Alec Baldwin was was bringing heat uh, in it, and then you always get you know really good William H Basie. But Maria Bello, I thought was the the star of the show. Man, she. I thought she was the the best character
3: in the movie. There you go. I, thought, I was. I was slightly disappointed because I. I. It, I thought it was too happy of an ending. Like I have watched enough Requiem to for a dream, um, <laughs> uh, other other poor endings in my days where I really started expecting William H. Macy to die. And so I was like, okay, I'm this for the worst.
2: Spoiler free. I, I mean, since 20 years, I think the, the are- <laughs> yeah I, I think you're
3: yeah. We're an hour and a half into the pick six on a Thursday Thanksgiving weekend. Like, fuck them, they, you all. You all can listen and be spoiled. It's no, tell big deal. exactly. I, what happened in the I think
5: year. you get like three or four years, and then spoilers are <laughs> done. Yeah.
3: Not twenty years. Uh, no, I, I just, I just so I started expecting a sad ending. I was like, okay, I'm prepared for that. No big deal. But then they they lived happily ever after, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks." So I don't know. I think I just painted the wrong picture for the ending of the movie.
2: Could you went for a more like depressing ending, and then we're for a dream? Like that's that's <laughs> where you had to go. That's, that's to the what bar
3: is set. And Cor- Cormac McCarthy is my favorite Arthur uh, author as well, just in case you didn't know. And all of his movies except The Road, which is the only one Oprah latched onto and made her own um also end in evil winning out so i just expected that i expected uh anton sugar to walk away i expected william h macy to die i just that's what i wanted at the end it didn't happen
2: yeah it was a bit of a curve but you couldn't really predict what happened there at the end i don't think uh, that's good though the old, the old switcher the 180 did steve did you get a chance steve, to watch the movie or no
5: uh yeah yeah i I, I love the contest it, you better when, have. You guys, when you guys were talking that it was william h macy before i i didn't know who that was because i'm I guess a little bit younger. And then I put it on, I go, Oh, it's Frank from shameless. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Or a so, Fargo, if you know Fargo, but yeah, yeah. Frank Or wow. Wild, so, wild hogs fan. <laughs>
5: oh no, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen wild hogs, but,
3: <laughs> but it was good.
5: The, uh, the first four seasons of
3: shameless, by the way, I think that's what it is. The first four seasons amazing. And then I think after she owns the washer dryer area, that's when it gets a little lame. But uh, to that point, when she buys her own business, that show is incredible. It's a wild show. They, they
2: have like uh, storylines that could last like a year and a half that are like started and done in like two episodes. Like you've yeah. got to really stress that out. And Great so, show though. Great show. It, you ever watch, it was based on a British show. There's a British show, a British show basically. They just stole the, uh, the premise. But uh,
4: you ever watch this, Rich, uh, Seamus from uh, Showtime? Yeah, I checked out, like, I think season three is when I kind of yep uh, where it got a little cyclical for me. It kind of was spinning its wheels, characterized, but uh, I always said that thought, like, uh, I've almost gone back to it a few times as, like, the workout show, like, when I'm on the bike. Like, you <laughs> like, have to start this and get it like finish it, but I, Which, I, I, I haven't done it.
3: By the way, Rich, like, I don't know if you want to announce it, but, like, I, f- I feel like you accomplished something big. You should tell everyone. We're here with friends right now. How huh. would you accomplish
4: uh i hit uh today i hit uh 50 pound i lost 50 pounds since march Fuck oh me. no
2: shit that's awesome man congratulations yeah Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. that's so a big deal we're making we're making moves let's go but you mentioned shameless uh the lip lip on shameless the bear watch the oh bear. that yeah the bear is awesome on, on based, a, based in that.
3: chicago as well I yes believe. yes that's it's the like really one where he's walk. the
5: cook the chef yeah yeah there's
4: a great uh warner episode in that a one shot that's uh is incredible
2: yeah. yeah
4: um when they make get- you never
2: want to work in the food industry but if you ever did, you get
4: flashbacks for when you did. Uh, I worked at a Bob Evans for a month, and it was the most miserable experience I had when I was like younger. I was like, I knew I was like, I'm not meant to like work for anything associated with food. Bob Were you a wine
2: cook or were you a waiter? What were you? at Bob No,
4: I was uh, like a busboy and like worked in the back, like you know, like clean up like dishes and stuff. I was like, this is just absolutely the the amount of work people do at restaurants and for the amount of pay they do is like absolutely ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Like, be, be absolutely be waiters, waitress, ludicrous.
2: Yeah, not that you shouldn't you have to be, you to be told that, but yeah, that to me, by the way, is a big tell—a big tell on like a person. If you got how people treat people in the service yeah. industry, it's a huge tell for me.
4: Dude, Sus- those people are like—I mean, you are working; you are working for like not a lot of return. Yes. Um, well, Steve, we, we uh, the
2: suspense so. is is killing me, killing us. Uh, what what are you going to force us to watch? The bar has been set. So. Uh,
5: Yeah, I I just wanted to, again, something just silly, stupid, funny. Nothing like it shouldn't be that bad to watch. Three choices. So my first thought was the movie This Is The End. I don't know if you've seen it. I feel like Dean's going to have seen all all of them. All those guys,
2: right? Yeah, it's a whole crew.
5: Yeah, This Is The End was one. Um, Pop Star, another silly one.
2: Adam Sandberg. (laughs) Uh,
5: Yeah, Andy Sandberg.
2: Andy Samberg,
5: yeah. And the last choice, uh, what was it? Um, it was another. Oh, the interview. Yeah, of another course. Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. Would they go Kim Jong Un? Yep. Yeah, so you're going.
3: You're going more the comedy route.
5: Yeah, definitely something <laughs> that should, that should be like fun to watch over the weekend. Get some laughs.
4: I've seen all three of these. I'm happy to mm-hmm. yield to you guys. I will watch again, though. I have also seen all three. I tell you, I've only seen the interview once. So maybe going back to that would be fun. I actually just rewatched Popstar. So it just went on HBO Max. And yes. I, and I had it. I threw it on the background. While I was working one day. because That's a movie you can listen to. And I go to watch. Uh, yeah. So I just had rewatched that recently. Um, this is the end is, is awesome, but I, I remember seeing it at the theaters when it came out. I love this so I have much.
3: only seen, this is the end. I have not seen the other two, but it sounds like the interview kind of works out best for everybody.
4: I wonder if it holds up. I want to go back. I think that's the most interesting choice because I've only seen it once. And I wonder if it holds up because when it came out at the time, it was almost, it had like almost like a topical feel to it. It was banned, wasn't it? Like either, like some (laughs) people wouldn't play it. And I think it was around the time there was like a
2: Sony hack. I think the Sony hack was around the interview too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like a. And I can't remember how
4: close that was to Franco's cancellation or not. It was before, I believe it was before.
2: But uh, but I also think uh, in this conversation, like you know, if you like, then you'll love. If you like all those movies, I don't know if you've seen this movie before. Uh, Steve, but walk hard. You will like walk hard if you like all those movies. The Dewey, I Cochester. don't think I
5: have, but it's John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's
2: fa- have you guys seen walk, hard? Yeah. Have you seen walk hard? Yes, can you vouch that it's a fun movie? It's an yeah. underrated movie,
3: it's fun, especially as someone who like, worships walk the line. Yeah, walk hard's great. Wrong kid died. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so we're, we're gonna see the interview. Is that what
2: we're gonna see? That I works. The, yeah. the interview
3: sounds good. And Steve, if you want to pop up, I have our I have your screenshot uh, of your winning lineup. You might as well show it off since you beat three people who either do it for a side job or play professionally. You kicked our asses with your lineup on the right. So, and it was yep. all he had,
4: he had all 1 p.m. players. Like, I thought for sure, I was like, Oh, Steve's like, I'm gonna run him down. I'll like, say oh, I'm gonna run him down easy.
3: I saw Jahan <laughs> Dawson, I was like, I'm gonna run him down. No big deal. And no, he <laughs> fucking kicked our ass because every team sucked. That's again, that was yes. the moral of the slate, was that it was a GPP bro week. The chalk died.
5: It definitely was. I, I tend to feel like most of my lineups are GPP lineups.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I like in
4: those, the four-man's playing more like a, – like a, just been playing sacks and stuff in those and just trying to see. Like, yeah. I think I had Mixon. Mic, dude, Mixon cost me so much money last week. And, and then Samaj Piran has three touchdowns, like the ultimate like, kick in the pants. Yeah, Crazy.
2: But we didn't mention him, I guess, but like if Mixon doesn't play – We did mention Pirine. him, Oh, and I wasn't paying attention. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> missed the
4: whole uh, joke. Of, I guess I was reading the chat. I'm not really sure what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> we ran down all of those running backs. Listen, I'll tell you what, too. If Leonard Fournette ends up missing this game, or they really, because they already come out today, but so he's kind of like, oh my goodness, dude, he's going to get pumped so bad. He's like, I, really I, think, I think he's up. five. That's not great. I think he's five three on DraftKings.
3: Yeah. It's not, it's not pretty. It's not pretty.
2: Yeah. Uh, five. No, no, five one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Cleveland's rush defense, good or bad? Bad.
3: It's bad. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. As far as everyone's concerned, it's bad. Um, let's yeah, start well, telling people
4: it's good. Let's just I, let's uh, do that.
3: <laughs> I talked about Kyrie Moon's at 4,900 only because we needed a value. We're not going to need a value. Sure. All right.
2: Right on. Go. Right on. Right on. In the chat, if you guys are still with us, the, not the actual live chat, but like, you know, the comment section chat. Throw out suggestions which week we, we should consider for um, watching as far as movies going forward. I gotta win one of these. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're you're uh, yeah. you're next. You're next up. One of you guys, uh, John or Rich. Um, well, we do appreciate y'all hanging with us. This I hear. I hear
3: Deep Blue Sea has a third movie. So <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm picking.
4: <laughs> Sam Jackson. We out of may Bell. not be able to rent that one anywhere. I don't know. That one might be hard to find. Got a, there's a red box, I think, at Walmart. <laughs> have it. I'm um, going to find some
2: flea market. Uh, so. <laughs> don't, don't tell the people. They know, but tell the people.
3: Where, where can they find you around the other webs? 44.com. And more importantly, we have a cyber sale going on from right now, the time you're listening, until Cyber Monday. And that is... I think the number they created was like 89% off, something like that. I don't know. All I know is like you could get redraft for $9 for the rest of the year. And that allows you access to the discord where I hang around and I talk about DFS and everything too. So just go to the site for com slash plans and everything's there. The discounts there waiting for you through Monday. Rich.
4: Uh, by now, you know, Lord Reeves on Twitter, sharp football analysis, uh, Big, our big thing like going on right now is that uh, you can do weekly packages, and the first week that you sign up for is a dollar. And if you feel like canceling, just keep signing up for a dollar.
1: Like,
4: <laughs> 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 All right.
2: Rotor Runners, by the way, has a, uh, a Black Friday sale. I saw 25 bucks off whatever package you want to get there, so feel free to check that out. Uh, thank you for sticking with us this long. We do appreciate
4: it.
3: Uh, I got a piece of
4: <laughs> bad. Oh, my goodness.
3: <laughs> I just walked off the show and pissed earlier. You
4: have Enjoy. You yeah,
3: gotta happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to
2: everybody. Yes. And we'll, we'll, we'll give our Thanksgiving takes next week. I'm sure we got to hold those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay safe. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the football on behalf of our sponsor, Thrive, uh, producer, Steve, John and rich and rotor grinders and toboggans and beanies and dressing. Uh, this was the <laughs> NFL pick six show week 12. I was Dean. Thanks for listening. Good luck. We're out of here. <laughs>